Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. My name is Patrick. You're listening to episode 28. Wow, we made it past the 27 Club. Congratulations, everyone. I am joined by Seth and Josh. No, Steve, this week, part dose. Say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. How are we doing? Howdy. I, I, said, I said say hey, hey everyone. Supposed to, where the fuck did the howdy come from? Wait, you know what? Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. One Steve's job. Right two weeks already descending into anarchy. Uh, any Everybody, bets howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> any, any bets where he is uh, this week? Football again. He's bragging to all of us on Facebook right now that he's gone to have a vacation with... Uh, shit, I already forgot his name. Uh, the guy that runs I, Xbox. Uh, Phil Spencer. Spencer. That's the one. Phil Spencer? Is that who yeah. he said? Yeah, he said Phil Spencer. He's out partying with Phil Spencer right now. Imagine saying Phil Spencer when we just had a visit in Sydney where most of us live uh, by... Um, Major oh God, Nelson. What's his name? Major Nelson, yeah. We're all forgetting right. Major Nelson. Major Nelson. <laughs> you really want to dox yourself like that, Josh? Now now they've got like a, a, a nice, easy five million person city to <laughs> I was about to say, oh yes, me and all five million of us. <laughs> <laughs> there are dozens of us. Dozens! <laughs> <laughs> more billions and more billions of you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we had the Morbius section last week. We will never bring it up again. <laughs> Until except, Morbius 2, Electric Boogaloo. Funny haha pop culture references that only the kids will get. Like uh, how everyone is saying that they were busy that weekend, so uh, we really <laughs> want Sony to time. bring Morbius back a third time. So good. Last time I saw there was like 20,000 signatures on that. I signed <laughs> it. P- PSA to everyone listening, please go and sign that. We, all three we, of were, you. we, we were, in fact, <laughs> yeah, we were, in fact, all busy that weekend, and we would really like Sony to bring it back for a third week. Uh, cool. So. Uh, moving right along, uh, obligatory, uh, sponsorship segment, uh, brought to you by Krispy Kreme. Has anyone eaten a Krispy Kreme this week? Funnily enough, I think Steve has, and of course he's not here. (laughs) Yeah, Steve did. Yeah, he did, and he's not here. Wow. This dude. Taking the sponsorship deal from behind our backs. I went and got some donuts from, uh, from Woolworths. Oh, no, Coles. It was Coles. And they were awful. They were just literally not worth eating. Every so. time you mention you go and get donuts from somewhere that isn't Krispy Kreme, you say it's awful. I know. Uh, <laughs> clearly, I need to, to learn my lesson. Yeah, it's part of the sponsorship deal that we will get one day. <laughs> soon. Soon uh, we'll be rolling it at Krispy Kreme money. Just <laughs> what if they just give us just the coating and just, like, we just roll in that? Actually, yeah. I'd be fine with that. I think it would be a life experience, so like I'd be kind of down as long as there's like a shower shortly after. <laughs> you become the original glaze. Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving right along from that odd mental image, uh, might as well go uh, right into round the lounge for this week. Uh, I am going to start myself off. Boom. Uh, host privilege. Let's go. Uh, I've been playing Mario Strikers. Uh, came out almost as soon as we finished recording last week, so I've been playing that for a bit. I have some thoughts. Uh, there'll be some interesting discussion to be had. Uh, Seth, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've made it through a little bit more of Far Cry 6, and I have a little bit of um, uh, thoughts I wanted to mention about that since last time uh, we talked about it. I said I felt weird if the actor had one best performance, and I want to rescind that now. <laughs> but um, also, also, I played a little bit of Ape Escape last night because... Uh, PS1 games came to the U- uh, the USA store of um, PSN. The the PS1 games came to the USA store of PSN. Yes, they're not. So how out. did you play them? I I have a US account that I just use when 
I need uh, it's things that I haven't been localized or things that um are from the US store only, really. Hmm. All right, fair enough. Look forward to getting into that. Uh, Josh, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I've done nothing except basically whack a few more enemies in Final Fantasy X, so no, nothing really worth talking about, so I can just dig in on you guys. Talk about how Mario Strikers is like Rocket League. Cool. I already hate what's going to happen, but we will have to push through anyway. My dad I had to deal with it with Farm Fantasy 16 last week. You've got to deal with it with Mario Strikers this week. Oh, for anyone that might be listening that thinks I'm wrong about Final Fantasy 16, fight me. <laughs> I, I, I know correct. where you live. Yep, let's go. <laughs> All I have to do is sit um, on you. Right. Cool. Uh... <laughs> Again, weird mental images at the end of a segment, but <laughs> that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll segue the best I can. Uh, I guess uh, also didn't really bring it up and run the lounge, but Josh, an album for this week, question mark? Yeah. So uh, we end up just talking about this slightly earlier, so it's a weird way to introduce it, but Patrick's actually going to do the album this week, and I'm just going to throw in a couple of fun facts. So Patrick, album of this week. <laughs> Wow, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> so, sort of, sort of weird to be stepping up to the the mic like this. Everyone, everyone listening to to my voice specifically. Uh, I'd like to thank my mum and my dad. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so I um uh, randomly wound up getting into a discussion about uh, Macklemore, and uh, it reminded me, which uh, may, maybe not too many people are aware, but uh, his uh, possibly earliest album, certainly one of his earlier albums before he got uh, super famous. Uh, it's called Language of My World. came out in 2005. Uh, I adore this album. Just one of my favorite albums, just straight up, just probably just of, of all time. Uh, I really like it. And it's weird because a lot of the messaging, so I, I would have been like young, like primary school age when, when this album would have first dropped. And so it's, it's weird because I, I started listening to it towards the end of high school into, into university and it became one of my favorite albums. But a lot of the messaging in there comes from this sort of authentic place that he's done a couple times since, but I think uh, he's sort of pivoted to be slightly more kind of commercially consumable, which is sort of understandable given how popular he is now. But for the uh, for the authentic stuff, it's it's interesting listening back to it because for this to be a snapshot of 2005, like there's a song about like George Bush, um, a lot of the messages are about like racial inequality in the states and that kind of thing. Yeah, one and, of the songs on here is just named "White Privilege." Yeah, and and it's an excellent song. Uh, it it it's funny because it's almost like a self-deprecating song about the role of white people when trying to promote hip hop, which is of course what he's doing by being a white person promoting his own style of hip hop. So it's it's a good song. Um, but what's interesting is that the uh the racial equality sort of messages you could almost mistake for it coming out, uh, you know, 10, 15 years after it did. So it, it's, it's kind of cool, I think, in some ways, of having a kind of a snapshot of 2005, which is basically, I'd consider pre-internet as well. Like, I'm sure some places had internet at that stage, but uh, I don't think it's internet was used. Yeah, well, pre-YouTube, and I don't think internet would have been used as a main way to collaborate on music, like, I assume, probably... The majority if not almost all music producers do nowadays so i think it just lends a little bit extra authenticity to it in in some ways uh i don't really have a huge a lot uh hu huge amount more to say uh on it it's kind of disappointing that spotify tells me the most popular song on that album is penis song because that's <laughs> definitely i'm gonna ask you what kind ones. of message that song puts you know, says <laughs> you see, it's actually about the the role of, of males in the workplace no it's, it's actually just a song about penises 
Um, so you know, Sp- he's, Spotify he's the- just really likes penis music. <laughs> True. Um, it, it's definitely a um, uh, a kind of jokey meme song, like uh, he does with multiple songs in in more of his later albums. But uh, Josh, apparently, you have found some interesting facts or or uh, things to share with us uh, on on this album. Uh, what yeah. would they be? So a couple of them aren't directly related to this album, but just that I thought were quite interesting. So it's not, it is his first album, but his first uh, release was a mixtape in 2000. So he's been going for 22 years, which is kind of crazy. And he recorded that under the name Professor Macklemore, um, which was in October 21, 2000, he released that. And then he dropped that, the Professor, because obviously it wasn't too popular, and then released the first album for Language of the World, which released on New Year's Day. So that was a, a pretty fun fact, I thought, the January 1st. Um, and then uh, on New Year's Day uh, 2005, sorry, which I think you already said, um, he, he worked with Evan Roman, who uh, also went on to produce a whole bunch of tracks for him later. Um, and then in 2006, just after this album, he met Ryan Lewis, who obviously he works with a fair bit later, um, and the reason he met him was because Ryan Lewis was doing photography for Macklemore for a number of years, and then they went on to actually do uh, songs and everything together, and then that's when he blew up. So, yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Yeah, strongly recommend uh, everyone goes and listens to Language in My World. Uh, as I say, one of my favorite albums of all time. Do we um, have a favorite song? Ooh, good question. I, um, I'm a... Uh, I'm a sucker for, uh, I, I don't know my kind of subgenres a huge amount, but I really like the, the, what I think of as a New York style hip hop beat in B-Boy, but, okay. uh, white privilege, B-Boy, claiming the city, uh, are three excellent ones. And then also, I mean, they're, they're all good, but also, uh, remember high school. Uh, I think it's remember, uh, remember high school. Yeah, it's remember high school. No, no, I'm trying to think of if it's the song that I'm thinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you were trying to remember the name correctly or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it might be City Don't Sleep. It might be Remember High School, but um, yeah, some combination of of those four or five. Uh, I don't have a, a favorite or out of out of them. I think all of uh, yeah, that that block is is fantastic. Uh, the rest are good too. Can we assume a uh, a ten out of ten then? Oh, easily, easily for me. Yeah, definitely ten out of ten. And I, uh, you know, the heist, uh, probably second favorite album of his. Um, also probably uh, a ten, like nine point five to a ten out of ten. Um, yeah, huge, hugely fond memories of that because I, one, that was how I got into listening to Macklemore, and two, that was, it came out in twenty twelve, but I didn't really listen to it until twenty thirteen via like you know like radio singles and stuff. So. It was right when I started going to uni, and so it was this sort of weird, like that that album powered Coming me of through age that. album. Well, <laughs> when you put it like that, it's weird. <laughs> but, but it was it was a it was an album that I listened to at a at a highly transitional point in my life, uh, and so I guess that will always stick with me for that. Uh, any final questions about my inner psyche before we move on? Uh, how did you feel about the song "Inhale Deep"? What sort of uh, message do you get from that name? Well, I think about it and I think, what do I need to do? And I look at the song title and then I breathe in and that's it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all there is to it. Just got to, just got to breathe in. Um, any, any big Les Show fans? Oh, yes. 
the the volcano oh. no is it the volcano bong no it's no you're talking about the, the the one where he's just smoking is like do yeah. you exhale do you even exhale mate or i don't understand the question <laughs> yeah yeah would I, would I, would oh, I, would so I take good. a swig of Pepsi and then spit it out when I'm done? <laughs> yeah. for, for reference, anyone that hasn't seen it, he's smoking a cigarette, inhales the entire thing in one drag, and then doesn't breathe out. <laughs> it's excellent. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Uh, anyway, that's all I will say about that. Uh, as I said, go and listen to it. Excellent album. Uh, I don't think it would be that beneficial if I did the old double up a Rooney uh, and then just went straight into Mario Strikers. So, Seth. You can talk for a bit about something. Uh, okay, I'll start with um, Far Cry, I guess. Um, so Fuck, I was really hoping to hear Ape Escape first. But that's fine. <laughs> no, too bad. You get Far Cry instead. Um, so uh, Trin it's and a far I decided cry from the Ape Escape that I wanted. And I was going to make the joke, but I was like, no, it's such a low hanging fruit. I can't do this. He wait, Did anyone else hear Steve just randomly drop a pun? Is that just me? Chill. So Chills. we bleeped my Last of Us puns. Are we going to bleep this? <laughs> no, because they won't buy you. Oh. <laughs> I, I deserve everything I get. I, I know my opinions. <laughs> you do. You do. Uh, anyway, Seth, Far Cry Six. Um, yeah. Tell us. Yeah. So uh, Trin and I decided to get back onto Far Cry Six after spending the last month and a half of catching up on Stranger Things. Uh, partially because there's a Stranger Things event in um, Far Cry 6, so we're like, yeah, let's do that. Um, there was also a what? couple of other- How does that even relate? <laughs> I, I will get to that in a moment. Sure, but, um, okay. But there was also a couple of other um, crossover events. There's also a Rambo questline and a questline where you team up with Danny Trejo for a little bit. So, um, oh, just- hell yes. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go in order of- um, uh, I'll go in backwards order for those. So the Danny Trejo one is very simple. It's just um, you go meet Danny Trejo and he's like, oh, so I'm over in Yara because I want to um help feed the kids and help out where I can. So I've... Oh, oh God, my phone. Hold on. Sorry, do you have, do you, if you have more important things to do, Seth, we can, uh, we can reschedule. <laughs> 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 so uh, who's Danny Trejo? Machete. Who? Machete. Who? Who's that? The, the, you don't the know action, Machete? The action no? star hero. Have you seen Spy Kids? Yes. He's the, um, he's the Mexican uncle in that. Oh. Oh, he's that guy in all the action movies that plays the same character. Yeah. Yeah. And His most of machete? those action movies are called Machete. <laughs> His I name is Machete in Spy Kids as well. What the heck? That's great. Oh. Anyway, I'll, I'll start over. So, um, going in backwards order, um, I start. We started off with uh, we did the Danny Trejo mission, which is just like him coming into Yara and going. Also, oh, I want to feed all these um, poor kids and help out where I can. So, I'm doing my own uh, taco recipes. But the um, the Yara and oh police, they're they're big fans of my tacos. They just want them for themselves. So you find the quest. <laughs> that is the quest. They're putting him under. They're putting him under arrest for illegally distributing food without a license just so they can steal his recipe and um you're just fighting off waves of um yarn police while um uh, while he's uh, in the background cooking and then helping you later in the later half of the mission and then one uh, the chief of police basically brings in a helicopter and is just going all out to try and get this recipe off him uh the reward right. for it is <laughs> really <laughs> stupid and insane but i loved it and um uh, 
you um you get Danny Trejo's motorbike, which is um which has a sidecar with a minigun attached to it. It's absolutely perfect. And we spent like half so an it's hour. Is that a motorbike he has in real life? Because <laughs> that's I, fucking sick. I don't know. It might be a motorbike from one of his movies. Um, Perhaps, yeah. yeah. That seems more likely. Yeah, um, we spent like half an hour driving it around the map trying to find a safe place to put it because we weren't sure if like just getting on the bike would save it in our garage or if we had to take it all the way to a garage so it would save. And we didn't want to take that risk, so <laughs> we drove halfway across the map to uh, make sure that we kept it. Uh, nice. then, 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 then there was the Rambo mission, which was... um. Uh, you find this Rambo mega fan out in the woods and he's like, so there's another Rambo mega fan on the island that's um, part of the uh, militia. I want you to go and um, take him out. Uh, he's got the vengeance bow from one of the Rambo movies and uh, um, I want you to go pick it up and bring it back to me. But uh, while you're there, uh, Rambo's kill record with the vengeance bow is 255 people. I want you to break that record. So... <laughs> Yo, it's another fight off waves of enemies type of a quest where you're using this bow and um, you kill like 10, 20 people and then uh, your character Danny's just talking to himself like, Jesus Christ, this is taking forever. How how the fuck did um, Rambo get to, to uh, 200? And uh, uh, as it's going on, you're getting phone calls from um, the guy that gave you the quest and you're just constantly lying and every time you lie, the kill counter will jump up to what's random number Danny is saying until it's finally over it's like yeah yeah I'm way over 250 now so uh, I'm on my way <laughs> and um after completing the quest it's like yeah no I'm gonna keep the bow but you can keep everything else that was in the guy's uh, fortress uh he's got like a whole bunch of other random uh, memorabilia but um I want to keep the bow because it's too useful and it's and been you know, and, and you know what's amazing about that the fact that you faced zero legal ramifications from doing so because you'd already murdered every police officer. Exactly. It's not a crime if you're not caught. How, how, many, how many people do you think you actually killed for that quest? Just an estimate. Uh, probably about 60 to 70, maybe. That's still a higher number than I would like. <laughs> but I'm glad they didn't make you kill all 200 and whatever it was. Yeah. It was a pretty brutal mission. There was also a helicopter, again, thrown in there for good measure, but... And uh, you killed that with a bow? <laughs> yeah, killed that with the uh, explosive bow, which that um that bow's been really useful for taking out tanks and um, helicopters, which... I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it's, it's explosive. It's got grenades it, tied to the bows. Grenades don't do shit against tanks. It would leave it in video game logic. It's fine. Actually, yeah, it's not as useful against tanks, but on Josh, helicopters. Need, need I need I remind you? You are you are complaining about grenade effectiveness against tanks. We literally just talked about how we murdered every police officer <laughs> and took Danny Trejo's bike, which has a sidecar with a minigun attached to it, <laughs> and then went and murdered seventy people with a bow just to make a super fan happy. And after all of that, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. But why do the grenades work on tanks? <laughs> so, to be fair, I've been playing a lot of, like, very tank simulator kind of battle games that are very realistic. And, like, learning, like, AP of rounds and stuff like that and what goes through tanks. So that just broke me a little bit inside. <laughs> but we can move on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, we've been having trouble with, like, helicopters on our asses for a while now. So this um, Vengeance Bow has been really helpful for keeping them off us because we really didn't have a way to deal with them before. <laughs> Um, I so, heard if you uh, if you get a bow and strap a tank to it and fire it at a helicopter, it takes the helicopter out in one shot. 
Yeah, but you need the arm strength to lift up the tank in the first place, and I'm just not that high level uh, whoa, 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 whoa. yet. I don't know. Let's go to our expert. Josh, do you need the arm strength to lift a tank when you attach it to a bow? Not uh, in this game. Arrow? Not in this game. Okay, yeah, there we go. Oh, maybe I'm just playing the game wrong then. <laughs> uh, anyway, that brings us to- <laughs> Not in Just Cause, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the uh, Stranger Things quest line, which is an actual, like, more in-depth mini arc, I guess you want to call it. Um, no, before we get into it, how strange out of 10 is it? It's pretty strange out of 10. <laughs> That's not- Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an American measurement system. I'm done. <laughs> Here we have the Imperial Stranger Things units. <laughs> um, so it starts off, you go into this area and you find um, uh, you start hearing a Russian uh, coded message. And uh, so it's telling you to go to this, uh, uh, to this uh, base. So you end up going there, and while inside, you're like, oh, hey, the, the uh, chorizo, the little dog in a wheelchair, is um, hanging around here as well, and it's, um, it's just uh, hanging around all these dead Russian soldiers. What the hell happened here? And immediately- well, McDonald's pulled out of Russians, crippling their diet. Uh, immediately- Have you seen what they're doing? <laughs> I, ha I haven't actually, no. It's excellent. They, they're calling it like, like, like fast eat or something and rebranding all the Maccas with the same design. But anyway, we, we can move on. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, uh, you're like, you start approaching Chorizo and then you get attacked by the Demogorgon from um, season one. So this, um, this whole thing is mixing in different elements of across the entire se uh, series. Like you're getting the Russian uh, operatives from um, season three, but it's mostly based around uh, kind of copying uh, the season one events of the series. Um, you wake up, Chorizo's uh, nowhere to be seen, and uh, um, uh, you're getting uh, uh you're getting uh, uh telepathic uh, messages from uh one of the um experimented uh, experiment people in there, like one of the people that can um uh that has superpowers and can uh, uh see into the um the other world. I think I mean, um, you, can, you can just say Danny Trejo. It's fine. We know who you're talking about. <laughs> it's not Danny Trejo this time. No, unfortunately, um, she she calls you crazy for wanting to um go into uh into the upside down world. Uh, in this game, they call it the dark dimension, and um, you basically basically go in there to go and find um Chorizo save him and um bring him back to the real world while trying to avoid the demogorgon and everything else that's going on it's got it's got a lot of um wave survival elements to it or just um going around finding and picking up objects it's a pretty linear set of events and a lot of it is just callbacks to what happens in the show but it was a pretty fun not, not gonna lie it does sound like this is the third time you've said wave survival for a dlc quest line <laughs> Yeah, this, there's a lot of arm waves. <laughs> Unlike Tiny Tina's DLC, which are totally different uh, DLCs, right? Hey, Josh, why don't we shut the fuck up and move on, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, this one having an actual like questline and storyline attached to it made it the most enjoyable of these crossover DLCs, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, cool. You also alluded that you now uh, uh, revert your position on Giancarlo Esposito getting Best Actor in the Video Game Awards. Uh, tell us why. Yeah, um, so we, after doing those crossover events, we went and did a little bit more of um, uh, the single-player content, like the actual storyline. Uh, we made it to a pretty significant checkpoint, and 
uh, there was a more in-depth um, cutscene with um, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, Esposito, and he was- Esposito. Yeah, Esposito. And um, right. <laughs> he was um, he was acting his chops off in that scene. So it was, um, it was really good and impressive. So I, I take back what I said about like, um, the video game awards that like possibly just putting him on there because he's an actual actor name and not like what his performance could have been because earlier in the game he wasn't doing a whole lot but now seeing seeing him more and more in the game yeah i can definitely see why he was up which uh also reminds me that the boys season three i think is out now finally which uh only just crossed my mind as you brought up Giancarlo Esposito because he was in there in season two so i need to go watch that next week well this week at some point, TBD. Might talk about that later. Uh, that's cooler. So I, um, I have one more thing I want to say as well now that because you brought up um, uh, the boys season three. Um, yep, I think on. when I was talking about Stranger Things the other week, I said that season four was going to be the last season. Uh, after that podcast, Trinity got back to me and she's like, "No, season four isn't the last one. They already confirmed that they're going to do season five. So I, my bad on that one. I needed to correct it. Um, sorry, thank season you, five. Thank you for of- telling me, Trin. Uh, season Stranger five things? of um, Stranger Things. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I when I was talking about Stranger Things last time, I said I think season four was going to be the last one, but no, there's going to be a fifth season eventually. I thought even the showrunners confirmed. Anyway, no. If there's no, no, the, one, the cool. showrunners confirms that our uh, season five is happening. Hmm. All right. Uh, interesting. Uh, does that uh, does what you have played adjust and make it more or less likely to recommend Far Cry Six to other people? Um. Probably more likely now. It's uh, getting a little more um, fun to play, especially with the um, tools you get from all these crossover events. So it's it's picking up steam. So yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it if you're into- Not um, picking up Epic Game Store? Uh, no, I've, I've got it on the PlayStation version. Is it, is it not on Steam? You said, you said picking up Steam. I, I tried to channel the, the disheveled spirit of Steve. That, that was my bad. Oh Sorry God, it, is, it isn't on Steam. Is it not? I, not? I thought it would have been. That's weird. I swore it was. Nope. No. Far Cry 5 is definitely on Steam though, right? I didn't see Far Cry 5 I either. I saw Far Cry 4 think- and 3. Yeah, I don't think Far Cry 5 is on there either. Oh no, I Far s- Cry 5's there. Far Cry 5 yeah, is there. I swear I've seen some of our mutual friends play it on Steam. Mm. Anyway, doesn't matter. That's that's cool. Thank you for that, Seth. Uh, uh, I, I, guess, I guess we get to, to move on. Uh, we get to uh, uh, strike that from from what we're talking about and turn it into Mario. <laughs> that was awful. Wow. That was Try again, horrible please. segue. <laughs> I will give you this one do-over. Um, uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I have something for this. I have something for this. Um, I am I am in in a league of my own. Uh, battling to find a good segue to talk about Mario Strikers Battle League. I've got the segue. It's more than time, guys. Let's get into it. <laughs> just oh, just continue. I know. <laughs> just continue. Okay, this is a failed so. segue. <laughs> and the segue is bad as Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> what? Okay, I'll get into let's... that later. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not go let's not go tossing terms out that we might regret, alright? Um so Mario Strikers Battle League. Uh, apparently, because I, I never had a Switch, uh, I never had a Wii or a Wii U growing up, uh, but apparently, or, or GameCube, I actually didn't really have any home Nintendo console now that I think about it, but it's the, I think, third 
entry in in Mario Football. Uh, yeah, that sounds League. right. I I think previous one was was Wii U. Uh, Wii. It was GameCube, Wii. then Wii, then this. Ah, okay, GameCube Wii. Sweet. Uh, right. And so everything that I've said, every, everything that I've read online talks about how this is the, the best one in the series, which is great because I have nothing to compare it to. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, the, I mean, hearing people one... say mixed things about it, I've been hearing people say they prefer um, the Wii one or the GameCube one or um, this. So it's kind of mixed from what I've been seeing. So I, I think I think that that split really comes down to whether you bought this game to play uh, single player, multiplayer, or both. So all of the good press that I've seen about this game is how good the multiplayer is, just with like other people. And uh, I haven't, uh, full disclosure, haven't touched the multiplayer. I I'm not a big competitive multiplayer person. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't really appeal to me to get absolutely just slammed online by people who I know will be younger and better than me. <laughs> uh, so that didn't really interest me. But the gameplay mechanics with single player uh, was quite fun. I quite enjoyed that. Uh, there is one huge caveat uh, leaning over that, though, which is that the AI goes from having... Uh, so uh, the, the, there are difficulty settings for the AI, I haven't played it on easy. I'm not even sure if easy is an option, but the single player uh, cups, which is kind of the, the campaign mode, if you will. Uh, it's a football game, so of course it's cups. It's like Mario Kart. Uh, the, the cups that you play through the, the uh, regular ones, the, the AI difficulties on normal. And then once you get through all of those, you unlock galactic difficulty where the AI is on hard. And oh my God, the difference in skill between AI equals normal and AI equals hard is actually insane. And it's interesting reading around, uh, apparently there were a few, uh, I don't know, cups or whatever the similar single player progression for the, um, I think both the GameCube and Wii versions, uh, they both had some absolute walls of some single player challenges where uh, you uh, doing it was, was uh, like to unlock something, you had to finish this cup. And so people were reminiscing about the good old days, about whether they had the perseverance to actually try beating that. Uh, now that they've got Strikers Battle League uh, on on Switch again, but uh, I've I've quite enjoyed it. But uh, so this is a this is this is the the big gripe. The I have a gripe with the AI. Um, uh, multiple episodes ago, ago now, I don't remember which episode, but I talked about how uh, I really disliked Motorstorm Arctic Edge because you know it was topical at the time when it came out, like twenty years ago now, or whatever the fuck. Um, that Arctic Edge on higher difficulty just straight up cheats. Yeah. <laughs> And I hate when AI just straight up cheats to try and get one up on you. I, I want it to be a fair fight. And if I'm better than the computer, so be it. I'm better than the computer. What I don't want is for me to feel better than the computer and, the and then the computer goes, no, fuck you, and then wins anyway. And so what happens in this game is uh, if you're playing single player, you can only control one character, player, whatever you want to call it at a time on your team. And and the, the format is uh, 4v4. Uh, it's a small, like there's no outs or anything. It's it's basically a brawler. There's just a football that goes into a goal occasionally. So what you're telling me is it's like Rocket League. Yes, it's exactly like Rocket League. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> uh, particularly Rumble, actually, because there are item boxes. I was about to say, you get items and stuff just like Rumble, just like Rocket League. <laughs> yep, yep, there it is. Uh, and so um, in this four player, in, in this 4v4 format, 
you only control one player when you pass the ball or whatever. The the um so you you will press a button to pass lob whatever a ball to a teammate and then you switch and assume control of that teammate, right? Like you know, any other soccer game. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like any other soccer game. The problem is you cannot swap. Uh, so you always have to be in control of the player with the ball at all times. So uh, you have you have a multitude of issues here. The, the first issue, regardless of the AI, let's take the AI out of it completely, like the opponent AI. Uh, the AI on your team means that every so often you'll swap off of a player and that player will just stand still. And what's even worse is if one of your players is standing next to an item box and you have the ball with a different player, you can't swap to the player that's next to the item box. You can try passing if, if you want to try, you know, playing accurately. But just the, the difficulty in, or the, the aneurysms that I almost had watching uh, AI controlling other players on my team standing next to item boxes, just staring straight ahead, unmoving. Because, you know, talk about FIFA Ultimate Team all you want and how money-grabbing it is and everything else. The AI on, on the player side of it in that game is actually really, really good. Like, when you, when you uh, pass or lob or through ball or whatever, the AI has almost always got a player on your team where you think a player on your team should be. Meanwhile, here... There's only three other AIs, there's only three other players that you're not currently controlling on your team. And most of the time, they are just standing, just staring at you with the ball, going, well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> pass the ball, pass the ball. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And so they'll, they'll just stand with like an opponent between you and them. Uh, and, and they'll just stand there and not try and get into space or anything. And they'll just go, well, you can pass it to me if you want. I wouldn't, but, you know, <laughs> up, up to you, boss. Uh, and so let's say let's say that you that you do pass it right. This is where I say that it's basically a brawler game with a football. Uh, you can tackle people uh, off the ball, and it's actually it is quite fun to tackle people completely off the ball. <laughs> but when you do that, there there is a feedback mechanism where if you tackle someone off the ball, the opponent gets an item box to make up for the fact that you're just you know smashing into them over and over again. But here's the shitty part, right? If I'm playing on my team. And I pass a ball from, let's say, let's say there's four people on my team. I, I'm controlling player one and I pass the ball to player two. There is no universe where I assume control of player two fast enough to dodge a hard level AI instantly tackling me <laughs> before I even touch the ball. So I will assume control of a player already on the ground. And it sucks. Honestly, it was your own fault for getting rid of the ball in the first place. Oh, there's just it's it's infuriating because if so, this wouldn't happen if there were multiple people controlling multiple players, right? Like, uh, apparently, there's like a two v two format that you can do, which is that uh, sounds fun. Yeah, exactly. Which sounds fun, right? That, that sounds and really fun. And if you're playing you, online, you can do eight player games where um everyone's controlling one person. Yeah, all of that sounds fun, but the AI as your opponent can control all four players at once. You can only control one and the other three stand there looking fucking stupid staring at you. So as soon as you pass it to one of them, they <laughs> just like get this podcast. Abs <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> but as soon as you pass it to one of them, they just get absolutely murdered off the ball. Like just a running two-footed side B charged up smash attack from Bowser straight to the ankles. 
<laughs> I love that it's the ankles. <laughs> <laughs> and there is and there is nothing you can do to stop it. It's it's horrific. Uh, so I've been uh, I've been walled. There is I think six uh, cups at normal and, and galactic. Had no issue with the normal difficulty. I, I felt the matches were relatively even. I ended up winning them because you know I just have more skill. That's fine. Went to galactic. Had to cheese my way through one of them, and I've just lost every other one because e so so like problem number three, right? Problem number two is that every time you pass the ball, you instantly die. <laughs> Fun, <laughs> great problem to have. Problem number three, uh, you don't control the goalie. The goalie is um, oh, I want it, it's not Bowser Junior, but it looks kind of like Bowser Junior. He normally spins in the Mario games. You know, you know the guy I mean. He, uh, he looks like he's I ready don't to know fight. his name. No, no, I, I, I do. I know it's exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. So, boom, boom is the goalkeeper for both teams. Like, there, there. Sorry, there is a boom, boom in each goal, right? And you, and you don't control. It's it's entirely AI. God, that sounds um, ridiculous. Yeah, and so and, no, and so and so it gets it gets worse. It gets worse. So, uh, you, <laughs> rather me, I can I can take shots all I want at the goal, and boom, boom will diving save all of them, and then the other team will walk just over the halfway line because you need to be on the opponent's half to shoot. Uh, otherwise, it counts as like a clear and you just you know kick it up rather than at the goal. As soon as the opponent team... Uh, this happened multiple times. I think it's a rubber banding mechanic. I've been up by one or two goals on galactic mode difficulty. There is down to like a minute left. There's like four minute games is, is the standard format. There'll be like a minute left, somewhere within a minute left. The AI will just walk into my half shoot and it goes straight in and yeah. boom boom just kind of like you almost expect boom boom to just turn to the camera and just look at you as the player <laughs> i've seen videos like where, office um, moment. i've seen videos where everyone knocked each other out and the ball is just slowly rolling into the goal and then after it gets into the goal boom boom turns around to go and save it <laughs> It's all that kind of shit. All the, the, the funnier ones. So uh, I do actually quite like some of the physics mechanics. So if you, if you um, shoot the ball at a player, they can generally, depending on their strength, survive a shot. Survive unless even? <laughs> unless they're towed, in which case they just go down. But uh, <laughs> let's, let's say Mario is defending and you're Luigi and you take a shot. Mario will just eat the first shot. And then if you do it again and he eats the second shot, he goes down, right? That, like, he, he's just down. What's really funny is that you can also do that with Boom Boom. Yeah, so yeah, I've seen if that. You just, if you just shoot at the goalie enough, eventually the goalie can go down. Now, what's fucked is that on multiple occasions, Boom Boom has a shell, I, I think, right? There's something on his back. I'm pretty sure it's a shell. It's, it's a, a shell, shell right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. So he has a shell on his back. That shell is curved. Let me know when you think you can guess where I'm going with this. <laughs> so if I get super unlucky and the AI waltzes onto my half of the field and fucking takes up Boom Boom with the ankle-breaking power of a thousand angry Bowsers, uh, I've had shots that go, <laughs> that go into Boom Boom, so he's already weakened. They take another shot. It goes too high into the crossbar, smacks him from behind, and then bounces off his shell and rolls slowly into the goal while this <laughs> unconscious Boom Boom is lying face down in the goal. That's excellent. And, and there is nothing I can do to stop this from happening. <laughs> Meanwhile, their Boom Boom is the fucking Popeye spinach-eating motherfucker that just will not go down. 
It's just, it's unfair, is basically where I'm trying to get to. It's unfair, and I really dislike it when it's just straight up unfair like that. Um, Patrick Bad in children's the- video games, more than eight. <laughs> <laughs> boom Boom is also the only thing that can survive, because you can get star power, right? You can get star power, and then people just can't tackle you. Well, turns out Boom Boom can. <laughs> boom Boom can't if you get uh, both uh, sections blue. Uh, you're thinking of the hyperstrike stuff. Oh, yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so two different things. So, star power is just the invincibility star in an item box, <laughs> right, which you can just right, get, yep. and you can just run through players, and it's really funny. Uh, but if you run up to Boom Boom, he will just <laughs> he will just dive on you and kill you, <laughs> and <laughs> then go to your you. funeral and kill your family. Um, or uh, so this is the hyperstrike mechanic. This is what we saw in all the trailers and stuff. Uh, super anime battley type looking thing. It's and amazing. They're all animated well, so well. So are, the, yeah. so are all the characters' intros, uh, wind poses, and um, goal po- uh, animations. Yeah, so th- there's multiple for each, which is super cool. Uh, but the, the hyperstrike stuff needs special attention. It's, uh, so the way it works is an, uh, an item will, will come down from the, uh, from the ceiling, and you need to run over it, which is already an issue if you're playing you know, on <laughs> in single player, because you need to either... Uh, let the other team tackle you so that you can can just control the player off the ball or pass it and get the player with the ball to this item. When you get the player to uh, with this item, if you charge up a shot, uh, then you get to do your hyperstrike move. And when you do the hyperstrike move, even if you completely fuck it up, so the whole thing is it's kind of like QTE, like you you press the button twice when it's in the zone and then you do the super shot. Uh, Even if you fuck it up and just mash it twice quickly, you do the super anime cutscene. Waluigi's is the best, hands down. Uh, I refuse to budge on this. Uh, I I, I will die on this hill. Um, uh, Super well animated. You're right, Seth. Uh, But, but, it's a long-ass cutscene when you know that it's going to get saved by the goalie. So, if you get it into the uh, the perfect zone for both, play the cutscene. 100%. 10 out of 10. But I'd almost rather it just does a, a, a high-powered shot when you don't quite get it at a maximum, just because it's kind of a pain watching this 10-second cutscene when you know the goalie's going to instantly save it. It just it, 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 it takes away some of the like um, uh, some of the like like raw like, "Oh, this is amazing type feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's when, um, when it gets deflected like that, yeah, I can get that. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, really minor gripe, but the tutorials, uh, they're, they're quite well done in that they teach you all the mechanics of, of the game. Uh, what sucks is that some of the mechanics, so, at the end of all of the training, um, you have to do a, like, uh, practice game type thing, uh, to, to test the skills that you've learned, and you have to perform a certain number of these actions in the space of, like, a 90 second to two minute game. And some of the actions you have to perform are things like dodge tackles. And I've had it on multiple times where I'll be facing a team of Yoshis and it'll be like, you need to dodge a tackle three times. And I'm standing with the ball and all three Yoshis on the other team are just staring at me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, like, bro, tackle me. I need the tackle. And I'm watching the time tick down like five seconds, four seconds. And I'm at two out of three. And all three Yoshis are sitting there like, your move, bro. (laughs) And then you when need you this fail, a whole lot more than we do. Yeah, exactly. And then when you fail it, if you want to repeat it, you can't just repeat the game. You have to go through all of the training as well. And it's like, why? <laughs> 
because if you finish the it, it's got the monster hunter problem of you finish the tutorial and it gives you a like com- uh, like a, a finished check mark but if you if you 100% the tutorial it gives you a completed check mark and i ain't having no half half completed tutorial ticks on on my watch so <laughs> i got intimately familiar with the yoshi stare when i had to dodge three of the tackles um uh that's basically uh all that i wanted to cover with oh um super quick on the gear system gear system i thought it would be kind of hacky pay to winny there'd be like a meta uh there's not it's actually well i'm getting absolutely walled by the ai and i haven't played online but from the various team uh structures that, that you can run it actually does feel really well balanced there's no piece of gear that that is the best uh, 100% of the time. Uh, each piece of gear is is well suited to a particular style of play. And I, I really appreciate that they took that approach with it. Can you play the single player campaign cup things in multiplayer? I believe you can. Uh, it definitely gives you a prompt to, to ask how many people are playing the single player. Uh, I haven't tried it with more than one because I just have so many friends. I don't know who to choose to play with me. You know, I, can't so pick one, I so did I get the game, but I haven't played it yet. So if we if I have the same problem, then we have a solution. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually I'd I'd be curious to know. Um, or well, I say multiple people can play. I don't know if that's online or local console only. I um, imagine it's local only. Nintendo's kind of um would have been my weird guess like as well. that. Yeah, but I'd be curious to know your thoughts on it next week, Josh. But I I really enjoyed my time with it, even in single player, even just against the normal AI. Fuck the hard AI. Um, Waluigi is based. Uh, Waluigi is always based Maximum Speed Toad is just a thing of beauty (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing actually You you, you give Toad every piece of gear that makes him go faster and it doesn't matter how fast you think the opponent is running there is a little speedy boy just ready to bite (laughs) the ankles of whoever has the ball (laughs) So he's like Sonic but not in Sonic Frontiers (laughs) (laughs) It's it's better Sonic Frontiers with Rocket League Rumble mode I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. but Daisy isn't in the game, so I am I am not buying the game until she's there. I'm, the best girl is Rosalina. I'm, I'm so certain that's not that, Daisy. Uh, <laughs> Rosalina is actually one of my favorite characters as well. Just really Damn. high um, shooting power, um, which is funny because she has a star. Uh, the um, as part of the leak, which we did cover last week, I think uh, there are ten more characters coming to to Mario Strikers Battle League, and one of them is be- absolutely going to be Daisy. Exactly. They they know people people love uh, her personality in these games. Like, they did so much for her personality in these games and animations and everything that, um, yeah, they're just going to uh, hold her back because they know it'll be a big pop when she gets in. I would be extremely surprised if one of them is I'm looking forward to Sora in in Battle League. (laughs) Uh, That way I can have a team of uh, Sora... Wario, Waluigi, and Minecraft Steve. And I think that'll be a really meta uh, Mario Strikers Battle League team. Definitely. Yeah, I can't wait for them to add Goku, to be honest. <laughs> you, you know, you know it- what I want them to add? I want them to add the, um, the, the uh, refrigerator guy, where he just walks down the corridor and goes, I love refrigerators. I think he's actually a secret weapon in uh, Mario Strikers Battle League. What if it comes to Game Pass and they release the Xbox fridge? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's only available on the KFC gaming console? Based. I don't know if that ever actually uh, got past prototype stage, but I hope there's a working uh, a working unit of it somewhere. I think it'd be hilarious. Agreed. Uh, anyway, that's all I have to say about Mario Strikers Battle League. Uh, overall, uh, so I I actually don't know how much I paid for it because I got one of those uh, double game pass things from the the eShop because 
I'd be yeah, just the same. The I reason didn't. I got it was because I needed to pre-order Pokemon anyway. Exactly. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I hadn't pre-ordered Pokemon yet, and I I looked around at what was on offer, and I went, oh yeah, this is a good use for the other one. So literally uh, exactly I paid, what I did. <laughs> I paid what would have been, I guess, uh, seventy four dollars because I think that's how it runs out. I think it's one forty eight for the double game pass and NZ dollars. Um, it's uh, it's like I think it's like one thirty nine Australian, so seventy dollars each. So that sounds about right. Is there yeah. something a little bit more for NZ? Yeah, yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, and I'd I'd give it I'd give it a solid eight. It's not you know groundbreaking. It's not the game of the year, but I really enjoyed it. And particularly if other people get it and we play multiplayer, I think it would actually be a whole lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, all I have to say on Mario Strikers Battle League. Uh, I guess we throw it back to uh, our boy Seth. Um, yeah. So Apescape. Um. PS1 games came to the US PSN store recently. They're still not over here yet. Uh, I think they come at the end of the month. But um, over in the US, they're the NTSC versions, so they're running at 60 hertz, which is the preferred method I want to go with. So even if they do come here, we might run the risk of them being the uh, PAL versions, which were 50 hertz. And in that case, I'll just be like, nah, I'm only buying these from um, the US store from now on. There's there's no chance I'm getting the... um. The, the inferior versions of the games but um yeah um i had some money left over on my account and i was like okay i'm going to buy ape escape because i i really enjoyed this game but i never actually finished that finished it as a kid i only ever rented it a bunch and played the first few levels um it's been a lot of fun going back to it um I, I'm get, it's taking a little bit to get used to the controls because um the camera is on the d-pad because uh, this was like I think the first DualShock game to ever come out and they instead of using the right stick for the camera they thought it'd be a really fun idea which it is in actuality but um all your uh, uh actions are on the right stick so you'll have like a stun horrible. <laughs> you have a stun baton and um uh, you use the right stick to swing in the direction you want to swing in or you swing it in a circle to do a um circular attack um you get uh, you get a um a radar, and uh, depending on what direction you're holding the stick in, it'll be scanning in that area. And- I'd be really curious to know which absolute genius, because that that that's like true. Because of all of the PS1 games that I've played, I think almost all of them have camera control on the D-pad as well. I don't but- think camera control on D. Uh, oh yeah, 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 on D-pad, yes. Yeah, yeah, on D-pad. So I'm I'm curious as to like what the the pioneering one was, where someone went, let's make it the analog stick, because that's like you release a game in 2022 with camera on D-pad, you were insane. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it was definitely sometime during the PS2 era, um, because mm. I remember some games were still using L2 and R2 for rotating the camera around for the controls instead God, of using the right that, stick. I remember that actually. God, that's something I never want to remember again. Actually, oh. it's, it's it's funny even mentioning that because I um, so when I got the when I got my PS3 for the first time, uh, and I got. Uh, Motorstorm 1 and Stuntman Ignition, I purposefully changed the controller presets to use X as Accelerate because that's what it always was on PS2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was the same. It took forever to get used to um, R2 yep. or RT as the, um, the Accelerator. I'm honestly yep. still not used to it, but yeah, if, if for certain <laughs> games, it's it's a lot. It's almost needed because they're such fine-tuned controls now. Well, because it's a trigger, right? It's, it. a, it's, it's, yeah. like a, oh, it's, it's basically an analog input. Yeah, um, whereas other driving games was like go or don't. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It was it. And, and, and PlayStation it's crazy had, um, to me that I pl- ever did that. 
the PS2 and PS3 had pressure-sensitive buttons as well, so using X to accelerate was actually still a viable thing. Did they really? I had no idea. Yeah, um, Metal Gear Solid 3 takes advantage of the pressure-sensitive buttons, so um, it's harder to emulate than the other Metal Gear games. I had no idea that was a thing. No, neither. That that's uh, that explains similar. a lot. That's similar so, kind of energy to- um, So your childhood uh, memory of holding down X as hard as you can to go faster, that's real. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really I was just thinking bro. that. <laughs> Same uh, no. energy as uh, holding down A and B for catching Pokemon, is that what you were going to say, Andrew? <laughs> well, I mean, true, that wasn't what I was going to say, but absolutely true. Um, Rotating the no controller as you're turning. <laughs> Yelling ouch when you take damage. Um, yeah, it's, 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 in the, it's in a similar vein as- um, Oh man, have I really forgotten? Shoot. Look at this dude. Oh no, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> the greatest integration I've ever heard uh, or I've, I've ever seen of uh, using a microphone with a PS2 was that in Sly 2, you could hook oh, up a no. microphone to it so that I know exactly if you made sound, you, <laughs> you got spotted by guards. Yeah. So it's an insane job. So fun. Its entire job is so that you hook it up to not make noise. Yeah, make the game harder. I just, I, I cannot get over how that's a thing. Like, <laughs> there might be some usefulness and like some kind of distraction, but the rest of it is just like, but why don't you just play without it plugged in? And then you can, you know, actually speak in the same room as the PlayStation. Or someone that's like talking in the kitchen won't get you spotted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember anyway. seeing, I, I can't remember exactly where I saw it, but it was like a video of some guy like playing the game and then he farts and then he gets spotted. <laughs> and it was like one of the funniest videos. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now too. Yeah. Golden age, honestly. Golden age of gaming. Glad I was there for it. Um, it was such an experimental time. <laughs> like people trying to figure out 3D games and random accessories. I, um, the iToy will forever be my favorite toy. I, I had to, to fight really hard to get a second controller. Because, so, you know, I grew up with three siblings. I, mean, I still have three siblings. It's not like one of them is no longer here. <laughs> but I, you're not I, growing I, up with them anymore. Also, also true. Also true. I mean, you are um, all growing up still. <laughs> only on the outside. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, it was always like, you know, past the controller only gets you so far. And so, uh, our favorite game to play in multiplayer was uh, uh, SSX Snowboarding One. And yeah. so we, we we were stoked when Dad came back with a second controller, uh, and then we realized that it was a steering wheel, so we could play Formula One. So uh, <laughs> one of us had a DualShock Two, and the other one had to use a steering wheel to play the snowboarding game. You know what? We I remember because I had um, like a Truly, I grew up with the two siblings. Age of gaming. We, we had a multi-tap, but we had the two controllers, but we didn't have a third. I remember literally plugging in a steering wheel at one point, because Dad had one for Gran Turismo, to use those controls as the thing. And the only reason we stopped doing it was we couldn't figure out a way to stop it so that if you accidentally moved the wheel, you didn't turn the character. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. As I say, golden age of gaming. Glad we were here for it. Anyway, Seth, um, why don't you start telling us about uh, Ape Escape? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, uh uh, I made it through the first um, a couple of worlds. I think I'm about halfway through the game now. Uh, because Did escape what happened to those NFTs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, because of, because of the, um, because of the uh, NFTs all losing their value in our dolly, I also went in and wrote, uh, bought Ape Escape. 
<laughs> and got a result for that. Absolutely cursed. It is, but it's also fantastic. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm about halfway through the game because you get a gadget list of um, eight gadgets, and I've got about four of them at the moment. Um, I've gotten past basically everything I remember from the game as a child, which was basically just, oh, hey, there's an ape, there's an escaped ape riding this giant T-Rex, <laughs> because um, what the premise of the game is that um, one monkey specter is wearing this um helmet that makes him super intelligent, just like the hat in the Futurama episode, <laughs> and <laughs> that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> um. And uh, his plan is to use a time machine to go back in time and um, basically make uh, make the planet of the apes <laughs> a reality. Um, the, the more I'm thinking this about this- is a game with Spike in it, right? Yes. Well, he looks so much like a little Yugi. He does. Not as much in <laughs> the first game, but um, in, in uh, the later games he does. Ridiculous. This whole game as a concept is insane to me. It's actually really fun. Um, I've been enjoying it a ton. Um, besides the the camera hiccups I'm having, which honestly you kind of get used to after the first couple of levels, it's um it's really interesting to play. They uh using uh, the right stick for the gadgets is uh, really really interesting, and it it works in a way that you wouldn't get by having them on the face buttons, which I think helps uh, lend to like the uniqueness of the game and how it feels. Um, definitely a very experimental game, especially since it was, like, the first game to use the DualShock controller. Um, the one thing that does, <laughs> the one gadget I have at the moment that's really, um, not my cup of tea, though, is, um, using the slingshot. Because what you have to do to aim that in, um, third-person view is you pull back on the right stick to, um, at to just aim it forward and you gotta like rotate it left or right to aim it, uh, aim those directions and it, it feels really weird and then every time I let go of the right stick it ends up just shooting forward anyway because um, the stick resets itself um, so I've just defaulted to every time I need to use the arm at the slingshot I just go into first person mode to use it instead to um, avoid yeah. that issue that's uh, fair enough it's a, also a pretty easy game. The only deaths I've had so far is uh, accidentally falling into bottomless pits. Um, oh yeah, just the usual Wednesday. Yeah, the um, uh, the apes can fight back though. They've uh, they either slap the shit out of you or they're carrying guns. Um, the ones that are carrying guns. <laughs> the usual Wednesday, yes. <laughs> yeah, the ones carrying guns are nightmares. Um, there was one that was um, teaching me that I have to crawl towards um, certain monkeys because they can activate traps if they find me. Um, it's just walking back and forth, but I accidentally eluded it once. So now it's actually standing on the buttons just in its, um, it, like the trap buttons in its usual walk cycle. And <laughs> <laughs> there was one point I managed to get all the way to it, like right about to um, catch it, but it was doing a search. So I stood still so it wouldn't see me. And as soon as it started walking again, it stepped on a button and it stayed on that button until I was pushed all the way back to the beginning of the arm um, hallway again. I'm like, please, please stop. I, just, I was right there. I needed to catch you. Uh, but yeah, uh, pretty fun game. I'd highly recommend it for anyone that has it. It's available on PS4 and PS5 now. And I'm just really glad that our PS1 games are available on modern consoles now or getting there. 
All thanks to that guy that ha- that leaked that he was working on the backwards compatibility mode. <laughs> Which wasn't actually a backwards compatibility thing, by the way. That was just him saying, oh, yeah, no, game preservation is something different. It's not backwards compatibility. And everyone lost interest in him straight away. I cared. No one else did, but I did. I would have cared if it was back compat. Give us, give us true back compat with PS3 games, please. None <laughs> of this streaming just, shit. Just, just, just give me Motorstorm 2. Yes. <laughs> Give me, give me Burnout Three and Four and Motorstorm Two. All I ask. Motorstorm Two and the infamous games for me. Actually, what am I saying? Back, back compat with um, because Burnout Three, Burnout Four was PS Two. My bad. Yeah, just Motorstorm Two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you for those escaping apes, uh, Seth. Uh, actually, how much? How much is it? You said you had some um, money, but I don't. It know was if you ten. It was ten it US. Was. Worth it. Definitely worth it. Ten US. Mate, that's like five thousand dollars Australian. <laughs> Ten more billion dollars Australian. Yeah, but what's but, but what's that in board eight pictures? Uh all of them. Zero point one. All of them because they're uh, worthless. Half a board ape. It's the, just the half that's escaping. <laughs> I can't believe they they had to do the entire hack by changing how they held the right stick. Uh, niche crypto oh. joke. Um, anyway. Thank you for that, Seth. Uh, just that, I think, I think that's, that's all of us, isn't it? Uh, Indeed. Yep, that's all of it. Wow. Nothing from, nothing from Steve. Been bloody quiet. Uh, he, no. he's, he's just really excited about the Xbox section, section that's coming up. <laughs> Saving all his energy. Hopefully he <laughs> unmutes himself soon. I see his green circle <laughs> lighting up, but no one can hear him. <laughs> uh, I joke. He's probably dead. Uh, I joke again. He's <laughs> just not here. Um, anyway, that brings God, that us... Was dark. <laughs> And with that, that comes to the end of Run the Lounge this week. Thank you to Seth and Josh for those contributions. Well, mostly Seth, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> and that means that we get to finish Run the Lounge for this week. Oh, and move sh- on to part two, which is, of course, the news. And, oh boy, so much news this week. Uh, where do we start? Uh, why don't we start with the thing we're all super and uh, su- super excited. That we got a lot of big announcements, but I think we'd all agree at the top of it, Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, let's bitch about Sonic Frontiers. So, uh, Summer Games Fest. First, first we need to, you know, let's just do a quick poll. Um, uh, Josh, you look like someone that can distinguish when a hedgehog has human teeth. Uh, (laughs) If, hypothetically, a hedgehog had had human teeth, uh, would you you delay the release of this piece of media to remove the human teeth? Absolutely. Now, uh, Seth, a question for you. Uh, if if I, I came to you with a game that was the equivalent of a hedgehog having human teeth, uh, would you delay the game? Absolutely not. You just don't understand the vision. <laughs> okay, so you'll have to walk me through the vision of human teeth that is Sonic Frontiers. Okay, so Sonic Games Fest is uh, officially starting, and one of the big things we got out of it was... um. A lot of uh, just negativity around Sonic Frontiers. So, <laughs> so um, no, we also got a lot of positivity. Like, people that actually played the game at the show floor were very excited and said it was good. And um, at, all the- um, <laughs> Is there, like, a gun slightly off to the camera? Or? <laughs> not, not that I'm aware of, but they were all saying that the uh, builds that we saw from IGN was- looks- was nothing like what they played. Like everything in that builds that IGN showed was like super old and a lot of things have been polished since then. So thank God for that. <laughs> um, 
IGN giving us bad news? Oh, I wouldn't believe it. Sega giving IGN <laughs> bad news to work with. <laughs> it's like a double troll on that. IGN still giving um, the 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 Sonic Frontiers build they got a seven out of ten because it was because it was pretty good. Yeah. Not enough hedgehogs <laughs> out of ten. True. <laughs> seven point eight out of ten. Not enough hedgehog. Too many teeth. <laughs> Too many teeth. Can we move past the human teeth, please? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been trying for years. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot of people have played it now, and they're, they're coming away positively from it. But um, we also got updated footage of um, exploring and combat. And personally, to me, that extended that new footage is more of the same. Of like, okay, it does look cleaner, but it's still showing a lot of things that I do not personally enjoy about the like the look of the game. Um. But the the ki- the creme de la creme of all of this happening is <laughs> <Fucking> what <laughs> the creme de la creme. Okay, let's move past that. Sorry, go on. Um, it's is uh, Takashi Izuka, the producer of um of um the Sonic series, is um coming out and saying uh, he's not surprised that people are asking for a delay, but they're not going to delay the game. Um, they they realize that people are just kind of reacting to videos that they saw online, and uh, people don't understand what this new gameplay is, uh, and they're kind of comparing it to other games, and uh, they shouldn't do that because uh, this game is nothing like those other games. Can we just appreciate for a sec that? Cyberpunk 2077 gets gets a delay announced and everyone goes, this is bullshit, we want the game now. Everyone sees the trailer drop for Sonic Frontiers and everyone goes, yeah, a delay probably would be okay, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, take two, take two, take three, three delays. And that just cancelled the game. <laughs> and you're just told, no, you just don't get it, play the game and you'll understand. But yeah, no, the marketing around this game has been absolute, absolutely horrid and I... I just do not want any part of this now. <laughs> so I'll I'll um I'll most likely play the game when it releases just to be just because of how big of a Sonic fan I am. I played Sonic Forces on release and absolutely regretted it and I still haven't learnt my lesson. But uh we can move looks on. Looks like looks like you're about to get a second F in the chat. Uh the 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 joke was that it was Frontiers. Anyway, uh next up in the list we have um uh, possible confirmation of lollipop chainsaw uh can someone that has an interest in this tell me about it because i haven't played it and know very little about it i have an interest in the art <laughs> I, I, I platinumed lollipop that's him chainsaw officer. that's him right there <laughs> i platinumed lollipop no, chainsaw is. back in the day this is an extremely like light-hearted but fun um hack and slash and um apparently the rights are back with um a studio called Dragami Games, and uh, it's also the game's 10th anniversary. And James Gunn, uh, famed uh, uh, movie producer and director for Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, The Suicide Squad, uh, he, this is the first and only video game he's ever worked on. And he, um, he's also joining in on the 10-year celebrations as well. So, um, it's still like very light. If this is going to be like making an official comeback. But a lot of um the big names behind it are like uh, hyping up that it's been ten years and um there's things to look forward to so just kind of keeping it on the radar. Yeah, I definitely would play it if they do either a remaster or a second game. It's been something I've been meaning to play for the last ten years. Is it on Xbox back compat? I doubt it. Uh, I don't. I don't know. 
Also, but, I believe this uh, was the game that like kickstarted Jessica Negri's cosplay career. Yes, yeah, definitely did. When she got kicked out of several conventions for dressing up as her, although somehow with less clothing. <laughs> like, I Fair believe enough. she was a cosplayer before that, but this like kickstarted her doing it as a career. Uh, fair enough. Uh, next up on the list, we have, uh, God, there's gonna be a lot of this, of just me just having no idea what these are. Cardfight Vanguard? Never heard of. Wow. This Sorry, dude. Man. You should be, <laughs> mate, it's, it's a, it's a card, it's multiple card games, it's an anime. <laughs> Not helping me. <laughs> Seth got me into it. On, <laughs> on got me into it. <laughs> It's actually really fun. It's a very fun card game. I've got several decks sitting right next to me, actually. Yeah, same. Wait, it's a, wait, it's a physical card game? Yeah, a physical yeah, card game. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and now it's going to be a video game based on this announcement, so. They've, they've had several video games, but this is of interest because this is going to be the first one that they're actually localizing. Yeah, which is, which is cool. I'll, I'll definitely pick this up, honestly. Yeah, it's coming the to card Steam. card game is so much fun. It's coming to Steam and Switch. It's going to have a completely original story. Um, all the main characters from the uh the overdressed uh, anime are going to be in there and they're going to have a bunch of um original characters showing up as well and it's going to be following the standard format of the game which is the current reboots uh of the game and mechanics that started last year anyone hasn't seen the anime but plays the card game i'd recommend watching it just because it's hilarious like the actual like the card fights in the game kind of suck in the anime rather but oh my god it's so funny it's such a funny anime all right we can move on cool uh Next up on the list, we have a trailer for Digimon Survive. Yay. Uh, my first impressions of this uh, gave me Pokemon Arceus vibes, but it has voice acting, which makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's better than Pokemon Arceus it's already. Uh, but this is, it, it can't be like Pokemon Arceus because this has a story and a 70% visual novel. Yeah. It's also like very VN, so... But yeah, um, yeah, I think we talked about this having a release date confirmed a little while ago, but it's yep, just like a trailer to show the game in its current format and like what people will be buying um, mm-hmm. on July 29th. And it also showed what the Digi Evolutions look like in this game, which they're, they're not as grand as um, Pokemon Legends Arceus, but they're still kind of neat. The new, yep. uh, the new Ogamon uh, Digi Evolution, whatever you want to call it, is pretty cool. It is, yeah. Also, absolutely disgusted that um that uh, uh Gilmon is um or Gilemon. That's going to be a launch bonus pre-order thing. Oh what? Oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh well. Okay. Well, that's Digimon Survive. Fair enough. Next up on the list, uh, an article from Gamatsu. Uh, we mentioned this last week, but I think it was last week. Shinji Hashimoto leaving Square Enix after twenty-eight years. Uh. Now we it's know what he's doing. He, yeah, well, well we, we, we know what he's doing. He's going and joining uh, Sony Music Entertainment, but uh, I'd be very interested to know how that interview went when they ask, tell me about your previous role, and then he went through 28 years of Square Enix history. Yeah. 28 years of um, producing things for Square Enix and having absolutely nothing to do with music, as far as I know, and going into the music entertainment industry. Yep. Uh, this is quite the career advisor. shift. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also remarks that he can't quite uh, tell us about what he's uh, doing just yet, but sounds like he will soon. Wouldn't it be cool if he's actually bringing all the Square Enix um, music to an actual platform that we can stream it without it being taken down? 
That'd be nice. I thought Skronix stuff was on uh, Spotify. Uh, not all of it, I don't think. Unless they've changed that recently? I didn't think it- I don't think it is. Maybe it is now. I don't know. It wasn't. Well, we look forward to that as an album of the week from you next week, Josh. Damn right. Cool. Uh, next up on the list, we have- Now we begin uh, the big slog of our game events. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there are so many things in this list. Uh, I would rather um, keep it brief. Just mark out the ones that are interesting to them. So I'm I'm confused by Modern Warfare Two. Didn't that already come out? Uh, uh yes. But this is a uh, this is a remake. It's like a reimagining, like yeah. like what they did with the Modern Warfare like a year or two ago, where they like redid the campaign, but they redid the campaign as well it's like it's it's like what the resident evil games are doing where it's the same game but it's not the same game kind of thing oh okay uh yeah that was well was interesting just because i thought the game had already come out now that i know what the situation is no longer interested boo i'm interested uh, because uh the modern warfare 2 campaign was very memorable from my childhood and it was quite good it was actually decently well written so i'd probably give this a go uh, how's everyone's opinion on how they're going to handle the um no more Russia, I think it was called. No I Russian. don't know how they're going to no opinion Russian. that. Yeah, no Russian. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be interesting. Um, but that was definitely a uh, that was uh, that was very, a very controversial thing back when the original yeah. game released. Oh, Let yeah. alone now, when there's like <laughs> with Russian war and everything as well. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to play that. It's going to be interesting. Hmm. Uh, other things that are interesting to me, at least. Uh, uh, Warhammer 40k Darktide. I yes. am semi-interested in this. I really wish it wasn't just Imperium Forces, but uh, I'll you know wait, wait and see on that one. It's coming uh, to Game Pass. Hmm. Uh, and there was one other one that stuck out. I have to scroll through a billion bloody. Oh Cuphead? yeah, it was cool that. Uh, well, yeah, but I don't think that's in this list immediately. At least, um, Warframe getting uh, a drop uh, about um. Uh, I'm assuming it's a story update. So yeah, I think it's like the... a big expansion is happening. And yeah, also, the, the... if you're watching, um, if you're watching it, the event live on Twitch, uh, if you were watching for 30 minutes, you got a Twitch drop to um, uh, to get a war a Warframe uh for free. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I quite like the uh story beats of Warframe, even though some of the gameplay expansions haven't been my cup of tea. Uh. Anyway, I, I don't even know if you two played Warframe much, but... I haven't, any, but it looks any... really fun to me. I like all the movement that's uh, I've seen for the game, and it's something I want to try out at some point. Yeah, I've the, played the a little bit, but I played Chad it um, played on Spider Switch. <laughs> God, imagine playing anything on Switch. Yeah, I, I didn't like it for very long because I played it on Switch. I feel like if I played it on PC, I'd have a much more enjoyable time. Mm, mm, it is quite fun, uh, especially if you get into it, but it's also one of those, like, it's kind of like a high barrier to entry because you need someone that's played the game before to tell you what you should and shouldn't care about because it's a bit overwhelming at once, uh, all at once. Um, Goat Simulator 3, realizing that they don't need to do Goat Simulator 2. I love Chad the way move. they, um, <laughs> I love the way they handled this announcement. The announcement trailer was amazing. Literally just hilarious. Before the trailer showed up, um, at Jeff Keighley was on stage, like, hyping up the return of a long-awaited game. And then you get the beginning of this trailer and you're like, no way, they're bringing back the Dead Island 2 stuff. They're finally re-showing it. And it's like, 
Wait a second, this this kinda looks shit, like quality wise. Like this doesn't look like a big AAA game, and as it continues, um, it's like a full recreation of that original Dead Island two trailer. But which in, we're still um, waiting for, by the way. Yeah, which we're still waiting for. But um, it was a remake of that CGI trailer in um, like in-game graphic style engine, and. Uh, uh, as it was going on, things just started happening. Goats were showing up in the background, and like, oh fuck, they're doing a goat simulator too. <laughs> and then to and uh, to cap off the punchline is like, no, this is goat simulator three. We're just skipping the two. Even better. And sorry about that, Josh. I realized Cuphead is in this list. Uh, Indeed, a, a million bloody lists to scroll through. Cuphead, I'm also interested in uh, throwing it to you guys. What what other things? Uh, tickled your fancies i'll let josh go first if he wants to cover the mehoyo stuff yeah <laughs> yeah that's on my list for sure <laughs> um i'm definitely interested in modern warfare 2 for the campaign so i think we already covered that though really um i am vaguely interested in cuphead um but you know we covered that as well but i'm definitely and signed up for the beta for both of these for honkai star rail and zenless zone zero which are the two mihoyo uh, games that are coming out both of them look so far up my alley, so I'm I'm very keen to play those. Um, I'm also quite interested in the I don't know what to call it other than like um, like Streets of Rage style TMNT game, like yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles. Um, it looks like it would be fun for about a couple of hours, but that's enough. Like it looks like it's just going to be really fun. Yeah, it's a. Oh, they also announced that they're going to do six player cop, which is like really rare what? for. That's awesome. Um, th yeah, it's really rare for beat em ups to do six players. They're usually four player affairs. I, mm. The only other game I think that's ever done it is like an X Men arcade game, and that was all the way back in the 90s. Um, they also announced that Casey Jones is going to be in it because before that he Need was six. <laughs> yeah, he was mysteriously off the roster. So now um, it's the playable character list has gone up to um, the four turtles, April, uh, Master Splinter and now Casey as well. And it's also going to be coming to Game, uh, game Pass day yes, one. Yes, it is. And it's releasing uh, I'm, I'm June 16th. So uh, tomorrow. Actually, I might even pick that up and give it a go pretty quickly before I get stuck into... Um... Uh, Monsanto when it releases. Um, and the other game that I, I haven't played the first one, but Soul Hackers 2 looks pretty interesting to me. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, I, I might I might play the first one because this, this releases in August, so there's a bit of time. Yeah, the first um, one, by so the way, is the a 3DS game. Oh, okay. That's probably why I haven't played it. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, otherwise, I'm interested in Dark Tide. I'm not interested in The Last of Us at all because I literally just played it and the game looked fine, so I don't need to play it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to get into The Last of Us in my segment because yeah, I yeah. got a lot of bitching to do about that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, what about you, Seth? Okay, so to begin it off, um, they started the show with Street Fighter Six showing Guile was going to be coming to the game, and they showed a lot of Street Fighter Six during this whole summer uh, summer Games Fest event. Um, a lot of people got to play the game, record it, and it looks fantastic. Um, also, on top of that, they confirmed that the game's going to be using rollback netcode, which A, A+, and it's also going to be fully cross-play, so it's coming to PS4, PS5, PC, and the Xbox Series consoles. Uh, I don't know why it's coming to PS4 and not the Xbox One consoles, but that's a whole other thing to kind of speculate on. But having a full cross-play between all of those is fantastic. They showed a little bit more Callisto Protocol. It was just kind of like an extended look of what we already saw, so I don't need to talk about that too much. 
there was a game called Witchfire, which looks interesting to me. It was like a very supernatural first-person shooter game that they was shown off. Um, that'll be on early access soon. Originally shown off in 2017, so five years later. Yeah. <laughs> that five years must have done them good because it looks pretty fantastic from the trailer they showed. Um, there was also this um, horror space horror game there was a lot of them but this one in particular (laughs) this one in particular was called routine um uh apparently it's been in development for 12 years um it's kind of alien isolation looking but it's using like killer robots as the um enemy uh not much shown for that but what was shown looks really interesting to me and i'm pretty excited about that i'm surprised neither of you uh, guys brought up stormgate yeah I, I've kind of assumed uh, one of you guys were like StarCraft or Warcraft fans. I'm a Warcraft fan, but I mean, then I've seen what Blizzard has done to Warcraft. Yeah, this, so. is, this is all the original creators of like those games coming back for a different one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if it if it looks good when it releases, then maybe I'll give it a go, but I'm just a bit jaded, I think. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I'm in a sort of a similar boat. Like, yeah, if it looks good, absolutely, I'll get it. But in terms of- And it says, of, like, free uh, to play, like, uh. <laughs> yeah, there are yeah, a couple, they're, a couple they're, word they're, in there. The opening tagline was, free to play, no NFTs. I mean, um, it's a base opening line, but- <laughs> Yeah. Um, American Arcade, yeah, to me, looks really interesting. It's a, um, it's a 2.5D platformer uh, set in a 70s set- uh, futuristic city and it's like you're living in this hotel that's um that's like the perfect society and you're trying to escape from it uh because it's it's also a little bit truman showish where everything is um a tv show and if the ratings uh, get too low then you get the death penalty just like in real life exactly moving on moving on from those uh let's see what else josh mentioned uh, soul hackers 2 that looks cool to me one Piece Odyssey to me looked really cool. Um, not much to say on that though. Um, What's that, Steve? You wouldn't pay over thirty dollars for it because it's an anime game. No worries. And then yeah, let's get to the last two. Gotham Knights did a trailer for Nightwing. Um, still looks pretty, uh, pretty shit. Honestly, uh, they showed a lot of different costumes and armor sets, and they were all really terrible. Mm. And then we get to the Last of Us. Uh, they spent like. 10 to 15 minutes on this at the very end of the show. This is like their big closer. And all Naughty Dog thought was um, acceptable to show for this was um, they announced that they're going to be, they were still working on their multiplayer game. It's probably coming next year. And all they showed was one piece of concept art that tells us nothing about the game. Uh, then they, they started talking about the TV show and they said um, that Neil Druckmann got to direct one of the episodes and then showed a single screenshot from the episode that he directed. And then they announced the Last of Us PS5 remake, which nobody asked for, and is a, a $70 remake of a $60 game uh, from two generations ago. And uh, It has DLC that breaks the early game so that you don't have to play. Like, yeah, that, that too. And the... um. The special edition for the game sold out in hours because fanboys are insane. Have you seen, because um, they've released a few of the like tech demo comparison-y type jobs uh, before and after since. Uh, there's one that they released of Tess and they were like, before, uh, you know, fine. After yeah. is her dead. A little, okay. Nice, but not, <laughs> not quite where I was going. Her, her face matches her off. actress a lot more now and there's more subtle performance details. Sure, but beforehand, Tess was fine. 
yeah know, uh like looked good on <laughs> ps3 all that stuff now, all right you, you can keep it in your pants patrick <laughs> it was fine like <laughs> The problem is the after slash. Um, she doesn't look the same PS5 at all. One. She looks. She looks like a grandmother. Oh, Which, it, it makes sense to me because it has it like there is like a significant age time. Uh, she looks like she was in her like mid twenties or early thirties on the PS3 version, while in this she does look like she's pushing fifty. What? But that doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? I'm sorry. Did you not hear that they did a special edition that sold out within hours? Yeah. Okay. Anything else to say on this list? Because there are plenty more lists to get through. No, that's all for me. I the Last of Us stuff. I'm just I I want my I want Naughty Dog to move on from the Last of Us, but it's clear they're not for a long time. It just looks like the image, and oh my god, you're right. She did. It looks like she aged like 20 years, and all of her clothes have lost all their contrast. Oh yeah, and, like and- the remake uh, has lost a lot of contrast and saturation. Yeah. yeah. And so much of the, and so much of Naughty Dog is like, look how much better it looks, and everyone's like, is it? <laughs> I mean, there's definitely more detail, but I didn't necessarily think it looks better. I, I really liked the original game, and I thought it looks great. But yeah, okay, let's move on. Mm, yeah, same, same boat, same boat. Yeah, it didn't need uh, to happen. Cool. So, uh, one final thing to tag on to what we were talking about with uh, all of these uh, Summer Game Fest announcements is that Street Fighter Six is getting rollback netcode and crossplay. Uh, I mentioned that already. Did you? Yes. He did. Sweet. Uh, as you can tell, big fan of fighting games. Just had to make sure that I don't skip over it because I do that. Only when they're um, Nickelodeon or Star Brawl. True. Next up <laughs> on the list, uh, on the list of fucking many, um, we have uh, Devolver Digital uh, showcase to, to pick through. My God, there is so much stuff in here that I am just... Devolver is always action-packed because they're mostly oh. indie games. Um, I love their conferences. I have to go back and watch this one because I missed it. This one was so fucking good. They're always really good. <laughs> um, the, the running <laughs> gag of this one was that they were trying to avoid a big um, conglomerate of the gaming industry just becoming all owned by Devolver Digital. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how topical. <laughs> They're, they're always very topical. Like one year they were doing NFTs, another year they were doing Bitcoin. Man, Devolver Digital is definitely my favorite publisher. I think out of all of them, they do they do fantastic shows. Yeah, um, they're so fucking excellent. I I have I have thoughts on on a few of these. I believe uh, most of these games also have demos available now. All right. Well, starting off from the top, uh, Cult of the Lamb. I want it. God, this looks so fucking cute. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Does that, it looks does, very does, cute. Did, did anyone else get Happy Tree Friend vibes? I did, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The entire art style just screams Happy Tree Friends, just slightly less gore. <laughs> it's just marginal. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I am, I am so keen. Oh man, that looks like I'm not normally a, I'm not normally a fan of that style of game that it was advertising as, but I love that art style that they've that they've gone with this. It looks awesome. Cannot wait. Uh. I wasn't as big a fan of Angerfoot, but that hold on, hold on. Just before I we like move on from um, Cult of Lamb, I want to also mention that uh, it's coming out August 11 for people to check out. Um, and the game oh, it's sure. yeah, and the game itself looks like it's a bit of like a um, a little bit of a mix of a like Binding of Isaac and a little bit of like farming simulators you'd find like um, Stardew Valley. I was thinking like Animal Crossing type. Yeah, a little bit of mix between those and Binding of Isaac to me. Yeah, no, I, I 
good point i i wasn't sure if we we're doing the this is what interested me this is the discussion nah devolve is small enough that i think we can go through the list angerfoot uh i've played hotline miami a fair bunch so <laughs> angerfoot didn't really grab me it, it does it, it's it's ridiculous to me i i've downloaded a demo for this it's made by the people that did um bro force which was also a fantastic game so bro force is pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah. So I'm I'm all for this, but this is like a, a like a mix between like um the Duke Nukem kick mechanic combined with the Hotline Miami. It it honestly just reminds me of that um it was another Devolver Digital game where you just had the two guns and you controlled your arms separately and was it like My Friend Pedro or something? Yeah, My Friend Pedro. It it just has such a similar style of like um I guess like feeling I think like it's just comedy and action for no reason. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm probably give it a go. And and the trailer ends with like some guy in like a crocodile mask just throwing it back. Yeah, it's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just kick him out of the sky. <laughs> oh no, the sky off the dance floor into the sky. Uh, anything else to say on Angerfoot? Um, I'll probably talk about it a little bit next week. I've got the demo downloaded, so I'll give it a try over the weekend. Cool. Uh, Card Shark, I just was not enthralled by. I, this, I find nah. it hard to get into those sorts of art style games. Yeah, this same. kind of looks interesting to me because it's it's a game all about like trying to cheat at card games and like uh, make it out big. So on that front, I'm kind of uh, interested in seeing what it does. This is also coming out um, June second. It says that's that's past. Could be June second next year. Yeah, Card Shark might be out, but that didn't stop. Yeah, showing it off. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, um, yeah. I, Probably just an extra little push. Not a, yeah. not a huge amount of interest from my end. Um, Plucky Squire, I have absolutely oh. zero interest in. Oh, Plucky I, Squire, I, was the I thought was great. I am so keen for Plucky Squire. It looks like uh, it looks like it takes two without the requirement to have friends. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It just it doesn't look like it just has an a good over overlying story. I think I don't know. I, right. I don't know. It doesn't right. interest let, me let, very let, much. Let me, let me let me walk you through it. Your name is Jot, right? And You're you have takes, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, so you're 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 a squire, right? Uh, and and uh, you uh, when when you see someone's berry, uh, you steal it for your own uh, with like sixty base power, and you get to to take the effects of the berry. Uh, in Pokemon, we call that pluck. So you would be a, a plucky squire, if you will. Uh, that's Corva Squire. Corva Squire has pluck. What? Corva Squire, the Pokemon has pluck. Yeah, perfect. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that that's Jot. It's nicknamed Jot now. Yeah, boom. Steel flying type. You in? Yeah, yeah right. you know what this game reminds me <laughs> of heavily. Um, the uh, the Zelda two. no, the Zelda 3D uh, the Zelda 3DS game. Um, Link Between Worlds. How um that game had like this whole mechanic of you'd go through the overworld and then uh, Link could turn himself into a wall painting to flatten himself and get around uh, walls and corners in certain ways. But this is going the oh, opposite. Yeah, I of- Mario Odyssey. <laughs> this is um going the opposite approach where you kind of like go into books and cups and stuff, and it's a two D platformer. But then you go out of those areas and it becomes like a 3D adventure game. And yeah, it just looks fun to me. Like it looks interesting, cute. Um could be a lot it could be a really good game. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. It it gives me Tiny Tina Overworld vibes, so hopefully they don't they don't fuck me with DLC. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> so skate um, story? Skate story. I I didn't I am... get a lot out of this one. No, yeah, me either. I... The trailer kind of shows nothing. <laughs> I, I, I liked parts of what I saw, not to- I liked like, the art. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, 
I like the art style of it, but I, I didn't see enough of the gameplay to know whether or not I'd actually want to play it. It looks interesting. I, I just don't, don't know, know what it is. I don't know how much story there might... Uh, not story, uh, gameplay there might be, because this kind of looks like... Um, it looks like a walking simulator with a skateboard. Yeah, it, it looks like, like those Temple Run games to me, <laughs> is what it looks like. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, a type of game that Flower is, where it's like... Very mm. um, artsy yeah. story sort of thing. There's gameplay, but it's kind of like in service of um, uh, telling its story rather than gameplay for, for fun or anything. Mm. Which not to say it can't be fun, but the gameplay is serving the narrative rather than the narrative serving the gameplay. So I'm, I'm, uh, I, I will have to give them props that, you know, Skate story is about a demon made of glass riding a skateboard, and boy, did they make that apparent in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> ten definitely. Out of ten, I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, yeah, I super super keen for some of those. So uh, I'm I'm waiting with bated breath. Uh, next one is basically just a dump of a bunch of Netflix stuff that's either out coming out or or uh, you know discussiony type stuff. Um, Maybe someone else can run through the bits that are of interest because there's a lot on this list and I care about very few of these. I, I care about literally none except for chess. I, I'll just uh, run through the list very quickly to say just what was there. Um, Dragon Age Absolution is a anime on the Dragon Age series that's going to be coming to Netflix December this year. They showed a little bit more of um the second show that's going to be coming out. They had um Harada come out to talk about some stuff for show i actually haven't seen this so i don't know what he actually talked about that i'm gonna skip over because i'm not sure what these couple of things are this one's re- this one's really weird to me they're making a chess game based on the queen's gambit and i saw well, the trailer i saw the trailer the- for this and it's kind of interesting like they're going all in on it um there's like multiple different board styles like you play chess on like a paper version of the game or the classical board game or like very intricate and uh, pretty pieces, and there's like a single player mode where you go against characters in the show, but also the, um, chess online just kind of exists. It, it does, but like th- this one has like puzzles that you need to solve and like trains you up and stuff as That's well. Still so chess.com. It, it is, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's a bit more, um, I don't want to say like formal, but like it's like, a, it's like a proper game game rather than like a, a flash game kind of thing, you know? My, my doesn't really make thing a difference. The but... marketing department for the Queen's Gambit did was release a board game based on the Netflix series. series. <laughs> ten out of ten marketing. Um, Cuphead is finally releasing the second batch of its episodes that people aren't getting paid for. Uh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's things to be said about Netflix and how they handle animation. They also revealed another game called Point P, which is um. By the people that did, uh, uh, it was a jumping game. Uh, I forget what it's called. Doodle uh, jump. Doodle jump. Yes, it's by the I doodle you jump. Were memeing, holy shit! It's by the doodle jump people, and it's like kind of like another version of that, but it's more based around like trying to bounce off the walls and uh, keep um uh, going up and feeding the beast at the bottom of the screen. This is extremely oh, cute. <laughs> and um, the last thing I wanted to talk about for Geeks Week was um, they. They teased more Sonic Prime was going to be at this um show. They literally showed a 30-second trailer at the very end that the only new thing it showed was Bigger the Cat was going to be in the show. 
Oh, and also, um, Dragon's Blood Season 3 is on the way, which we all sort of expected anyway, so cool. Yep, and that's basically the quick rundown of Geeks Week. Actually, I don't think it's in the news, but just because it's sort of related to this, uh, confirmation in the last day or two that we've got three animated Avatar Last Airbender, uh, movies in the pipeline through oh, that. Oh, nice! Yeah. Through the new, um, I don't remember what the studio is, but the studio set up by Dante and and the other uh, co-creator of Lost Airbender. Uh, so yeah, that'd be cool. Just because it's in a similar vein as as some of the Netflix stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, yeah. Next up on the list, uh, X Bros. Uh, I Steve sleep. Would like a word with you. Um, I uh, sleep through this. It was definitely- the entire thing. There's, but there was Hollow Knight in there. There, there's like two bits in here that was worth being awake for, and then the rest I sleep. And was that Persona One and Persona Two, or? Man, we're we're never getting Persona One and Persona Two. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I uh I don't have a huge uh amount of interest in a lot of this, but the things that I do have interest in: Hollow Knight, Silk Song, Gimme Gimme, Gimme Gimme. Uh, that looks so well, fucking if we, good. If we <laughs> want to start at the top of the list, um. Redfall, so yeah. co-op vampire game. I sleep. Open world. I think it looks really fun. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of keen for this, actually. So, um, obviously, it's a vampire game, so you got to take some, some wins with some losses, but it ha, looks ha, really the fun The character is in student debt. How quirky and funny. If I don't, if I don't press the, if I, if I don't press a button to yell, it's Morbin time before taking someone out. You're I'm not, not a I'm vampire, not so no, you don't. <laughs> So funny enough, in the in the stream for this, uh, being the very first thing that they showed, literally the entire chat was just a whole holy shit, boys! It's Morbin time! It's Morbin time! It's Morbin time! <laughs> um, it, it was, right, it was fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it looks good. But I, 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 I stand a co-op game. Like I play co-op games semi-constantly. So the fact that there is more of them coming, just I, I'm, I'm down to play them. Um, but yeah, we don't need to say too much more about that. Hollow, Hollow Knight Silk Song, yeah, that looks fantastic. God, it looks so good. It looks so freaking good. Mm-hmm. But they can fuck right off of the way they ended this. They said it was ga- day one Game Pass, but they didn't say when it's releasing. They can fuck right off of that shit. I don't care that it's day one Game Pass. Tell me when the game's coming out. <laughs> uh, I, uh, coming out day one. so good, though. The combat in this, like the air dashes and everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, the movement and the combat just looks like a huge improvement of what was already in Hollow Knight. And Hollow Knight was, was already, already fan- good. Yeah, Hollow Knight yeah. was already a fantastic game. The combat is was fine in Hollow Knight. Like, it wasn't anything special to talk about. So this is like just taking what was there and improving so much. Like, it's mixing the, um, the mobility into the combat just works so well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, high on life, I actually am kind of interested in, just because I, I'm a, I do have a large enough IQ to appreciate Rick and Morty humor. So. <laughs> just, Justin Roiland, uh, uh, you kind of need a high IQ to appreciate his games. I, I'm going to be the voice of negativity. I, I don't really think this looks good. I didn't I care know why. either way for it. Yeah, it just, uh, I don't know, it doesn't really interest me. I'm, yeah, I... I'm not saying that this was more interesting than anything else on the list, just that it surprised me, and I wasn't immediately put off by it, so I don't know, I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. Uh, Persona, Seth, you want to take this one? Yeah, so Persona <laughs> Persona 3 Portable, I don't know why they're going with Portable, is um... I don't know why either. Yeah, because Persona 3 uh, FES is the version that should be going out since that's got all the content that uh, you want in the game. Persona 3 Portable 
misses out on some <laughs> content, but um, it adds a female main character as well as an option, which is also a very good thing. They they need to do a re-release of Persona 3 that combines the two games together and makes like a definitive experience. But anyway, that's uh, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal all got announced to be coming to Xbox and PC. And then later on, like a day later, they also announced it's all coming to PS5 and Steam. Yeah, so your PS3, uh, sorry, Persona 3, now more portable than ever on your home console and <laughs> computer. <laughs> but does it come to Switch, the portable console? No. So, sorry, <laughs> sorry, these are all coming to modern platforms and the Switch is not a modern platform. It's not a modern platform, yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it, theoretically, it'll be coming to the Steam Deck, so, you know. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. actually, um, just, just because I forgot to bring it up in the Mario Strikers thing. Uh, it's it was only a 1.3 gigabyte download, which just stunned me. It's tiny. Yeah, I downloaded it in like five minutes, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I don't uh, know how, but Mario Nintendo game. are like magicians when it comes to compressing games. Yeah. Anyway, completely unrelated to this, but it just sort of reminded me in terms of like that's a portable game right there. <laughs> um, all these games will be coming to Game Pass. Uh, Persona Five Royal is going to be the first one, which will be October 21st. Um, so now I don't guess- have to pay for it at all. Yeah, the man that was that's about to make six figures was worried about if he could spend $35 on Persona 5 Royal, and now he doesn't Mate, have to spend anything. No, it's $35 saved, you know? <laughs> man, that's really, 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 really pushing those pennies with those six figures there. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, I guess they're going to be going in backwards order for these, so it'll probably be Persona 4 Golden next and Persona 3 Portable. The thing I want to complain about, though, for Persona 3 Portable is that they're going to be AI, up, up, uh, AI upscaling this game, and the footage oh, that no. they showed with that, it all looks horrid. Like, it, the AI upscaling has done such a bad job on the just sprites and the Just leave the current resolution if you're going to do that. I just fucking... Yeah. Just add anti-aliasing and call it a day. Yeah, it, it's, it looks shockingly bad. But um, yeah, I guess I guess uh, if people want, it's not going to be a bad way to get into Persona Three. Um, but a lot of people would have preferred uh, FPS instead of portable. But yeah, can move on from that now. Riot Games. So I think I'm the only one that has any interest in this. Um, Imagine supporting Riot Games. So I think that the world that they've built is very cool. The people themselves are kind of scumbags. So, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> but the League of Legends, uh, for the first time, will have every character available if you have Game Pass that you can play rather than just the free characters or the ones that you've bought, which I think is really cool and makes it compete with like Dota and you know, Smite if it still existed and everyone else like that. Um, and then they're ad- actually adding a whole bunch of other games to PC Game Pass as well as mobile. So, you've got all of the champions in League of Legends and League of Legends Wild Rift. You've got the Legends of Rune Terror coming to PC and mobile, where you get a Foundations base set, which is like uh, I think I don't remember exactly what Foundations is, but it's a whole bunch of different cards. Teamfight Tactics, you get all the little legends, and then Valorant, you get all the agents as well. So yeah, it's not actually said a date that that's coming yet, but it is coming. Any other notes on that, guys? Uh, not really. I um, wake I me up have... when our Project L is shown off. <laughs> I've I've enjoyed uh, my time with with Riot Games in the past, but I th- this doesn't really change anything for me. I guess this is my my take. All the all the champions being available is enough for me to go back and play League of Legends again, at least semi casually for a little while. So imagine I'm, not uh, just having the champions that you enjoyed playing unlocked. Imagine but playing so many games. of them. 
and dealing with their toxicity. Imagine thinking that imagining playing MOBA games puts you on some sort of uh, imaginary high ground. <laughs> Imagine imagining. Imagine Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. <laughs> um, Man, what a good show. We, could, we should talk about show. that instead of uh, Riot Games. Just Imagine talk about that instead of people. Plague Tale Requiem because I sleep. I sleep too. I sleep three. Forza Motorsport. If I was at Ford and Motorsport, I am so hyped for. I I, w- oh, I do want to say that I I am very happy to see um damaged car models in Forza Motorsport. Uh, Grand Turismo is still pussyfooting around that. Um, <laughs> Bro, have you played online? Every <laughs> online lobby is damaged car models. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not as impressive as um what's being shown in um Forza though. And um, I want to say just quickly before you say anything about this game because I think it's the most important thing. At least to me, the just the quality of the freaking uh, graphics in this game, even compared to Forza Horizon Five, are insane. It looks so good. I I don't understand how anything can look more realistic than real, but here we are. There was that one um motorbiking game that was insane. Oh, with the mods, yeah, yeah, so the wet, wet yeah. Mod. But that that's not native game. This is that's someone like modding it. This is like just. If this is actual gameplay footage, which is even more impressive, they look like pre-rendered cutscenes. Like it's it's in engine, but it might not be like gameplay. It might be like replay footage that's spruced well, it up. Well, like, all in-game 4K footage, not it, all in engine. Yeah, yeah, in-game can still mean like through the um through the uh replays rather than like actual gameplay. I mean, yeah, but still. This looks incredible. It does. Like it's not the to take away from even on the cars It's not to take away like, oh. from like what they're showing. It's just like, is this like actual race gameplay or is this replays like in-game footage? There, there's there is there going to be a difference between the two or not? And we don't have that information yet. No. True. I also want to say that um, one of the more impressive things that they said about Forza Motorsport. Which um, it's just it's boggling to me that we've got to this level already with racing games. But like the time of day will affect the temperature of the road, which will affect the temperature of your tires, that affects how you drive and how well you brake, etc. Just like in real life, which is like, what the fuck? <laughs> if you uh, told me that that was a thing in like Gran Turismo two point, yeah, wasn't that the selling point of Gran Turismo? There, there was something to do with the weather for that, but I don't think it was entirely to do with the temperature of, like, the road, etc. I think yeah, it was more had, like... Um, um, they had their sky data and everything. I don't know if they had anything for weather. They might have, but I didn't look too deeply into it. <laughs> like, once we did that conversation, it left my head. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, anything also, more worth, note- sport, worth noting is it's coming also. spring next year. Um, only thing I want to say is that I'm super hyped that Motorsport is coming back. They've dropped the number as far as I can tell, so it won't be Motorsport, um, you know, 8. Which it'll makes me think it'll just Motorsport. be like a long-living live service game. Um, eh, they're all kind of live service games from like 4 or 5 onwards, so they just, they just add cars. Yeah, yeah, I just mean like this will be like very, very long-living rather than there'll be another sequel in like two years. I think, I think there'll be another sequel in another couple of years. Uh, I think that they'll do another Horizon game or two and then they'll release another Motorsport, but I'm, I'm fine with that. Just yeah, keep adding cars. I, I could imagine just this one living as the Xbox Series game and then, like, maybe another Forza comes out when the next console comes. But Forza, Forza Motorsport, I mean, like, Horizon will continue doing its own thing, but Motorsport, I think this one will be, like, the Xbox Series Forza Motorsport game. Possibly. And, and speaking of Horizon... 
uh, we talked about how it was leaked last week that uh, Horizon 5 was getting its first DLC pack of Hot Wheels, and that's been confirmed. God, this looks so fucking fun. It does look like so much fun. <laughs> I'm, I, will, I, I have already paid for it and will play it and will enjoy it. Me too. I am <laughs> curious as to what the changes between this and uh, uh, Horizon 3's Hot Wheels Unleashed is going to be. Um, obviously, we've seen stuff in the trailer like different, ch- like changing weather conditions and stuff, which all looks amazing. Uh, but I, that on a Hot Wheels track is fucking amazing. To yeah, me. yeah, it's so cool. I, I, I am, I am curious as to what this means for the second DLC pack. Whether it'll try and be more serious, or whether they're going to try and up the silliness of this to I don't know eleven or however they're going to do that. So Look, I, I've um, always wanted yeah. another track mania, and this is just giving it to me. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> True. Um, not a huge amount more that I want to say because this is a DLC pack, not not its own game. But coming out July nineteenth, I'm super excited. Me too. Yeah, it looks uh, pretty neat. I I sleep. I also Play sleep, simulator. but it's kind of cool that they're adding the um the Halo Pelican into the game. Yeah, that that's yeah. the only thing that I was like slightly awake for, and then you know went and grabbed a drink of water and then went back to bed. I mean, there's a few really cool planes in there, like the I-16 and stuff like that. Um, and obviously you can fly like actual passenger jets and whatnot. It's it's cool. Um, it looks like there's a concept plane or two in there as well. Um, it's it's cool. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, if yeah, someone's cup really of tea, otherwise they wouldn't be still supporting the game. Oh, there's like there's a huge amount of people that play Microsoft Flight Simulator, uh, way more than you would expect. Yeah, um, no, but- I've I've known about like Microsoft Flight Simulator since like the early 2000s, I think, and I've known it's like this huge thing. It's just not something that I've played myself or care to. It's something where if I had, like, a joystick and everything that would be more realistic than just, like, using an Xbox controller or a keyboard, that it would be more fun. Um, but honestly, like, it's on Game Pass. This is the Fly the Pelican. I might even just download it and give it a go. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Fair that's enough. all we really need to say for it. Uh, Scorn. I sleep. Yeah. They've shown this sleep. game so much. Yeah, and it doesn't look all that great to me, honestly. It looks like it has potential, but it also looks like it could be really shit. Honestly, so. like from from the trailer, at least from the trailer in in this article, I don't know much about Scorn, but it looks kind of like a, a remastered uh, Amnesia: Dark Descent kind of thing in terms of the like uh, graphical style and the the main color. A lot mm. of um, a lot of this game's marketing is very heavily like pushing the it, the art and like environments and everything are based like inspired by HR Giga and um. I, that's kind of like the only selling point they've been pushing. Hmm. Anyway, I sleep. Meh. Speaking of sleep, Overwatch 2, now free to play. God, they're adding another Australian character in there based on Mad Max again. Not every Australian character needs to be based on Mad Max. They, they Wait, don't have anything guys, else. It's either this or like not? the Bogan Jared from down the street. They could do Crocodile Dundee. Oh, God, no. No, they did that. He was in TF2. He's not allowed to be in any other game. You're <laughs> right. And a Crocodile Dundee in TF2 is fantastic. It's true. It's true. He's got Australia as his chest have hair. standards. Does he what? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yes, Overwatch 2, free to play. I don't think anyone cares, and if they care, they can just play Overwatch 1 and get the exact same game, so, all right. <laughs> I, I like the one that talks about Overwatch 2 taking place six hours after Overwatch 1. <laughs> just because it's a different time of day in the maps. <laughs> I mean, that's that's literally accurate. Some I, of the maps are I, just like nighttime or daytime instead. I, I think that might have been a donkey take, actually. Now that I think about it, but I think, I think it was actually take. Excellent take, though. Um, 
oral I, history. I do want to mention though oh, that okay. um that they kind of fucked up this showcase a little bit because um the new character they showed off they they gave her like a CG cutscene that was uh, that was supposed to be like this big reveal. But they showed a gameplay trailer first, which had her all over the place, and I think they got the two trailers backwards or something. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. Um, uh, Ara History Untold, I, I could not sleep more. I, I don't even remember this showing up. <laughs> it, it's not much to remember, honestly. Just a real-time strategy game. I just don't care at all. Hideo honestly. Kojima confirms he's working on a game with Xbox Game Studios and it's going to be running on cloud technology. Sounds like a threat. It does sound like a threat, doesn't it? <laughs> um, the last time Xbox Game Studios tried to do something with cloud technology, we got Crackdown 3. So I'm not all that confident. Oh, Crackdown 3 was so shit. Crackdown 4, let's go, baby. Imagine, imagine making something so bad that even Terry Crews can't save it. Yeah, I know, right? Sure God, is. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. So did Terry Crews. <laughs> so did everyone. Okay, well, Elder Scrolls Online. Do we sleep or do we play? Sleep. Uh, sleep. I've, I've, between this and Final Fantasy, Seth has convinced me that Final Fantasy is the one true god in this, in, in this space. <laughs> I, 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 I'm kind of like, I want to play the Elder Scrolls Online just because it's more Elder Scrolls and I can't wait any longer heard, for the next fucking Elder Scrolls. I've heard it's not that bad. But so, I mean, we have a few mutual friends of ours that absolutely loved it, but they loved the PvP. Um, I could not care less about PvP in an MMO. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I have a few other friends that play it for the story, and they said that it starts like pretty weak, but then the expansions they've released have been very good. So I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a go. I mean, it's going to be on Game Pass, so if I really run out of things to play, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Fair enough. Speaking of things that if I really run out of things to play, I'll give it a go. Diablo 4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, left bad enough taste in my mouth. Uh, I don't know. I Necromancer is cool, but I sleep. I mean, Necromancer was in Diablo three, so um, yeah. I mean, it was in Diablo three with the expansion. I obviously am like I play a lot of Diablo. I'm I'm a big Diablo fan, but man, after Immortal and after everything that they've kind of just left Diablo three to die, like I just. I'm mean, speaking, kind of speaking of a model, apparently someone spent $10,000 on that game and didn't, didn't get, get one a single legendary. legendary. Drop. Yeah, I've <laughs> been seeing a lot of those articles now. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's fucking insane. But yeah, Diablo 4, like, I think, I think Blizzard is just dead to me and most other people. So there'll be people that play it and there'll be people that won't. But that's, that's all that really needs to be said. No release date. Speaking of things that are dead. <laughs> That's an excellent segue for Fallout 76. <laughs> I actually, I was surprised that this game was still getting updates. I legitimately they're, thought they're that taking, they had stopped. They're taking the pits from Fallout 3 and adding it into the game. And it still surprises me. And apparently the pits was like a very not... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? People didn't like this one. <laughs> People <laughs> didn't like this expansion in Fallout 3 and now they're bringing the one that they... People didn't like so the game that no one likes. I was going to say there was a brief moment where they, when you said people don't like this one. You mean like Fallout seventy six or yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes uh, to both. All of the above. I I don't know anyone that has played this game in the last year plus. I in the don't, last year, no me either. I don't know anyone has played it since launch. Uh, a few of our mutual friends have, uh, particularly in one of our group chats. Um, but yeah, they, they does basically it, does played it. Does it and name went... start with an S and end with a Teven? No, 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 no. Um, 
<laughs> actually, I don't know if he actually. Surf. He's not he might have given it a go. Actually, I think he did give it a go. Um, but yeah, no, a few of a few of my friends in particular have played it, and they were like, "Wow, this game seems like it could be fun." And then went, "What do you mean? There's no NPCs? Oh, oh I don't want to play this." <laughs> and then they turned it off. <laughs> Some of my friends played like ten hours of it and then died, and was like, "I don't want to do this anymore." So speaking of speaking of turnoffs, I sleep. Fuck too. No, as, as, as dusk falls. Yeah, as dusk Both falls, them. I sleep. Yeah, I, I yeah I don't. Arc's care always funny to me because it's it's got Vin Diesel all over it. <laughs> That's about it. I laugh every time I see him in like the caveman getup. He's sitting there being like, "But my family." Yeah, family <laughs> and dinosaurs. What more could you want from a game? I mean, True. the dinosaurs look cool, but I, I didn't like the first arc, and I don't really know anyone that did, to be honest. Oh, I'm surprised there is a second. I've been playing on an ARC server, apparently. Like, like uh, after this was announced, they booted up ARC 1 again in, in prep. So mm. the, this, this next game I was actually awake for, Flintlock, looks pretty interesting to me. Is that the action RPG? Yeah, it's like yeah. A, a bit of an action RPG with, like, Flintlock pistols and demons and uh, axe. It looks pretty neat. Well, I'm glad it's Flintlock. If, it was, if, it was, if the game was called Flintlock Siege of Dawn and it was fully automatic weaponry, I'd be confused. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could start off with a crossbow, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it wasn't a huge amount of interest for me on that. but It was one of the more interesting games that showed up on the showcase for me. Fair enough. Um, um, I think it looks games. okay, but it also reminds me of... Um, uh, oh, God, what was that MMO that everyone played from Amazon for like a week? New World? New World. It reminds me of New World, <laughs> and not in a good way. I forgot that existed. Yeah, I did as well, and I played it for the week. Um, Minecraft, yay! Are we all six? <laughs> no, I, I think it looks cool. I like Minecraft games, though, so... I, I mean, I, I probably am a bit biased, but I think it looks interesting to me. I'm on the fence. That, that, that one's in the wait-and-see bucket for me. Yeah, it really depends on what they do with the concepts, but... Yeah. 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 The Minecraft RPG, I'm, I'm on board for. Uh, they're calling it an action strategy game. I still think it looks cool. Anyway, uh, next, just to keep this moving, because there's yet more lists after this list is done. Um, Light Your Frontier. Sleep. The entire time Most- I, was just, I was just thinking you can't name something Lightyear and not have Buzz Lightyear in Buzz it. Buzz Lightyear, yeah. 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 Schmoes. <laughs> um, <laughs> internal joke, no one will get that. Yeah. Um- Shout out to OG YouTube poop watches out there. <laughs> Um, no, I, I don't really care about this. Looks like Farming Simulator, but in space. So, um, Now, a game that we've simmed multiple times on the podcast is coming to Xbox and coming to Game Pass. So, Gunfire Reborn. Are we, we hype? <laughs> well, I mean, I already have it, so... I'm yeah, I already hype. have it, and I already <laughs> have it on, on PC it's where nice, I'm going to play it the nice most anyway. It's nice for Xbox owners. That's about it's, it. Yeah, if, if you've been listening to the podcast and you haven't been sure if you want to play it and you have an Xbox, I very highly recommend it. It's so an Steven. excellent game. Mm. Steven, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's yeah. going to have crossplay. We can get him to play. That, that's the one thing I'm wondering from this is that they didn't announce whether it does, uh, to my knowledge. But Four-player uh, co-op too, so it'd be perfect. Mm, but yeah, very good game. Um, the last case of Benedict Fox. I could, yeah. I, the entire time I was thinking you can't name something Bandicks and not have Cucumber Snatch in it as well. <laughs> Man, they should just hire you as a marketing consultant, honestly. I know, honestly, right? Like, I got, artistically I'm full of ideas. Camera, um, <laughs> artistically and camera angles wise, I think it looks really cool. Uh, otherwise, eh, I don't really care. Sea of Thieves, a uh, whole time through this, I, can, I, I was just thinking you can't name something Sea of Thieves after the launch it had. <laughs> sea of Thieves had a pretty decent launch. 
didn't have nothing to do game. for like the first few months of the game yeah i mean there was stuff to do the problem was it was only fun for like the first 10 hours because then then you sort of ran out of stuff to do um but there was always stuff to do um there's just a whole bunch more now yeah they're up to season seven i hope they've done something with the intervening six seasons yeah, yeah. and season seven is that you get to become the captain of your own ship which, yeah and you can name your ship and stuff which for a pirate game i'm surprised it took this long to do <laughs> yeah revolutionary the the focus was always around the, sh- the ship as a co-op rather than your own ship um but yeah no i i, I mean i play sea of thieves every now and then i'll sort of go back to it with some friends and we play it for a day and it's really fun and then it's not fun anymore so it's. it's still I, so I will say that I did like this trailer because it was just them singing about what was coming to the game. It was a neat also, way to Bernie do it. It was a neat way to there. do it. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, that was excellent. Um, um, so I guess let's we can speed of, run the next couple. Well, of the rest of the games, I don't have a huge interest in any of them. There was I one I was extreme too. Actually, Naraka? that I'm extremely interested in. Cool. Naraka looks incredible. Naraka also does look incredible, yes, but I wasn't it counting looks that so one. so good. It's just near automata combat, but like, like ninja. Like, 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'm so keen. I'll definitely you, play it. Uh, Patrick, do you want me to just jump to the two that I was interested in? Yeah, please. Uh, there's Erebon, the Shadow Legacy uh, was as shown. Um, this is like a very highly stylized, um, I think this was an action game. I got to double check the trailer a little bit. But, it's um, a stealth, a fast-paced stealth platformer, apparently. Yeah, and that those those words all together is just very up my alley. Um, it is, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that looked very good. Um, you get to roleplay a standshrew digging through the ground, so I'm interested. There was also Wolong Fallen Dynasty was shown off, which is made by the Neo team, and it basically looks like Neo, but for romancing of the Free Kingdoms. Yeah. It's also got um some uh, one of the Bloodborne producers on it, and you can tell with some of the monster designs that they're very Bloodborne-inspired. Mm. Um, I think the games that are interesting to me that we haven't spoke about is obviously Starfield, which I think most people are on board for. I sleep. It was like fifth- oh, I'm so keen. It was like a 15-minute trailer. We don't have to get into it, but it shows a bit of gameplay. It shows that they've got like a thousand planets. They also like have a gummy ship creator. system. <laughs> Do have a gummy ship creator. I didn't think about it as a gummy <laughs> ship creator, but thank you. Um... It, it looks good. I, I'm, I'm personally am very keen for it. Um, and the other one I want to mention quickly is that Grounded is leaving uh, early access and going into full release. So uh, for anyone that likes those uh, survive sim-style games with their friends like Valheim and whatnot, that's another game you could potentially take a look at. It's kind of fun. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, that brings us to the end of that list. Don't worry, you might be thinking, but Patrick, the, I so enjoyed you going through lists. Don't worry, there's more. Uh, uh, next thing in the list, though, uh, we have uh, some some chat about uh, Fallout 5. Uh, just someone that, you know, after on the back All of right, yes, <laughs> that um, after, uh, not long after the Xbox game show, Todd Howard uh, said that yes, Fallout Five is coming, but it's going to be coming after the Elder Scrolls Six. So we got this fantastic tweet from Imran Khan that says Fallout Five is coming after the game that is currently in pre-production, which will start full production after the game that is currently in production, which just got delayed to next year. <laughs> <laughs> Referring to the fact that we have to wait for uh, Starfield to come out next year before they make the Elder Scrolls 6, and then the Elder Scrolls 6 will take forever to come out, and then they'll start on Fallout 5. 
You know, they could, yep, they, so they have that. Obsidian at Microsoft. Just just tell Bethesda to give Obsidian the next Fallout game. Please. Please. Fallout 4 is shit. Fallout 76 is even worse. Just bring back Obsidian to it, please. Do you think Todd Howard's <laughs> just, like, ego broken about Obsidian's game being more beloved than his games? Good. <laughs> Don't make me buy Skyrim again, you fuck. <laughs> I, I, I want to mention that while he was up on the stage, like, all I was uh, doing was, like, going, yes, please tell me more of your beautiful, beautiful lies, you beautiful man. <laughs> You'll have a thousand planets to explore. Ah, oh, yes, keep going. <laughs> I'm almost there. Um, do we want to pick and choose out of the next couple of lists? Because there's a few that I want to mention, but otherwise there are just too yeah, many. PC game to show, a PC game show, I'm just going to pick and, pick and choose because, honestly, there was a lot here and not a lot of it was good. Yeah. No. Um, I, I agree. It uh, started off really strong with a game called Solstice. Uh, that's is a um, that's like a character action game that's coming out. Uh, it's been shown off a couple of times, but it looks really fantastic. It's got like a lady guts, basically. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't know if there's a whole lot I can say to describe it, but it looks right up my alley. It's like the exact type of game that I enjoy. Uh, and that's coming out September twenty. Uh, what else is on your list? Seeing as you're uh, already in the swing. The next on my list was, uh, give me one second. They showed off Flintlock again, but that was the same trailer that was at, um, that was at the Xbox show. There was a, um, there was a strategy card game shown off called Nitro Kid, which is like a mix between, <laughs> um, visually it was Hotline Miami. Um, it's also got a little bit of like, um, Kung Fu, um, inspirations in there. I've also downloaded a demo for that, so I'll get back to everyone about that, but it looks pretty cool to me. Uh, there was something else. Sorry, this is a very long list, and I've got to track down what I wanted to talk about. It is an extremely long list. Uh, Agent 64 was shown off. I did play this already. The This also had a demo. This is um very GoldenEye inspired, and it is a ton of fun. Um, cool. Gloomwood. This is the one I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, basically, anything that was by New Blood here was fantastic to show. Um, and the, like the lead developers at New Blood, uh, hilarious. They did like some skits uh, before showing off their games, but um, they finally showcased Gloomwood, which is a game that a lot of people have been uh, excited for, and it's basically a um inspired by classic Thief games. And what they've shown for that set looks really good. And um, yeah, again, there's going to be a um a demo released for this. So, God, there's a lot of from the PC game show that did get demos. Um, mm. yeah, that that was that was looks really interesting. And basically, what people want from a stealth game after so long. And the last thing I guess I'll talk about was um the Half Life for Alex game they showed off at the very well, end it was a it's a mod for, there's an upcoming mod like first party mod levitation just adds okay. a whole bunch of like enemies and stuff like that yeah 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 um yeah basically that, five that looks... more hours of content i think from reading around five to six i think <laughs> it said but yeah that looks really cool um the way that you interact with everything uh, this is like the most impressive vr game they've ever shown and um yeah just the way just the things they showed off in the gameplay was um really really interesting. I recommend people go and check out what that looks like, and I I'm really excited for what uh, to try out VR myself at some point. 
because just yeah, watch, me too. Just watching it doesn't do it justice from everywhere I've be- heard. Like you it actually doesn't you quite actually, do the shit your pants, Terra. Yeah, <laughs> you, you actually have to have the headset on and like interact with everything in a VR space to truly get VR. I watched a, a, a gameplay of uh, Alex um, re- recently but in, in uh, VR and there's one particular part where you're being chased around by this big dude and just the utter terror that was coming out of this man's voice was hilarious. <laughs> like, I'm really keen to play it actually at some point. Um, do you want me to go through my ones quickly or do you want to go first, Patrick? Oh, uh, no, go through yours. I only have a couple. Yeah, me too. Uh, Chivalry 2 adding uh, mounted combat and a whole bunch of other bits and pieces is very cool. Um, there's a lot of people I know that wanted that, so hell yeah, that's coming. Um, the next one down on my list is, uh, I'll just go in order. Um, it was, God, this list is so long. System Shock. Yeah, System um, Shock looks for the so System good. System Shock remake. Oh my God, it looks so good. I've I'm never actually really, played the really System happy. Shock games, but I'm really keen on this. I actually, I haven't played them, but I've seen so many people play them and I've, I bought them like oh, a month or two ago because I've been meaning to play them, but I've been really on the fence around if I want to play the original or I want to play the remake. After everything I've seen in the remake, I'm pretty leaning towards that, honestly. It yeah. looks like they're doing it a lot of justice. I believe so. it's um like just a one-to-one remake, but with so many quality of life improvements that they're like, it's been like 30 years or something. And yeah. there were so many things that we couldn't do at the time or we had to do a certain way that now with this remake, we can just address those and do it a lot better. It, it looks so good. I'm, I'm so keen for this, honestly. Um, I'll probably end up playing the first one just because I'm going to be too hype and I just, I just want to play it anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I wanted to mention uh, Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2. That looks really cool. Um, I don't have any particular love for, for Warhammer. Uh, like I don't know all of their lore and whatnot, but I've played like some of the RTS games and I've always found them quite fun. So that looks really cool. Space um, Marine is a very different uh, game. It's basically Gears of War set in yeah. the 40k, 40k universe. But that looks cool. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like, I, that, it, that, that was going to be one that I was going to bring up. I am so excited for that. I you can probably talk a bit more about it if you want to do it Space now. Space Marine. I, did you have any others? Um, I've got a, a couple more, but um, if you want to talk about that while we're on it. Might as well hit it. Um, so Space Marine 2, uh, so it's a sequel to, uh, one of the last good Sega games that I played, Space Marine 1. Um, <laughs> no way. Which came out, which came out a while ago now, actually. It was, it was a little while ago. I think it was like yeah. 2000 and like either early 2010s or just before. Somewhere in there, somewhere between 20, 2008 and 2012. I forget where exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, people have been talking about whether or not there'd be a second one for a while. It was announced, uh, slash confirmed, uh, probably like a year or plus ago now because of COVID kind of messed with anything, uh, with everything, but, uh, so excited for this. They, uh, they showed a kind of, well, they talked about, cause they, they, they showed an interview and parts of that interview, um, the interesting one was that they announced that you could draw, uh, within the game engine, a shit ton of Tyranids, which is awesome because Tyranids weren't an enemy type in Warham- in Space Marine One. It was Orcs and then Chaos, which suggests that it's still, um, which suggests that it's a different uh, story, which is cool. Um, it still looks to be uh, Ultramarines, which means that it'll still be based uh, loosely, probably in some lore. Uh, I think there was like Primaris or something thrown around but i'm i'm super excited for this it's very gears of warry it's very like you feel like a tank and nothing can bring you down type uh thing the combat just felt really good so i am i am very very excited for space marine 2 cool 
Um, the next game that was on my list is <laughs> kind of a strange one, um, Back Firewall. It's basically just a, a, a game about an OS trying not to be updated, and the trailer oh, that yes. they showed off has, like, no information on what the game is. <laughs> yeah, but all. it was an extremely funny trailer anyway. Like, the writing was on point for that one. Yeah, yeah. No, it was really good. And I just, I, I work in IT. I'm a massive geek. Um, so this, to me, just looks hilarious. And I definitely want to give it a go. I think it's worth mentioning as one of the stranger little games. Um, and then there was one more. Oh, I was going to talk about Half-Life Alex, but you've already mentioned it. So, yeah. Uh, Patrick, over to you. Um Everyone's already hit the ones that I was going to talk about. The only one that hasn't been hit. So this one's kind of a bit a bit left field. I've heard, well, of the people that have tried or looked at F1 Manager 2022. I didn't know it was going to be this. I knew it was <laughs> going to be this the moment you said it. <laughs> but so, so like, you know, I've, I've played F1 games in the past. I actually don't really like them because I suck at them compared to more arcadey or like coupe type car racing i'm just better at it when i'm not you know three inches off the ground staring out the front at 350 k's an hour <laughs> but uh so this is the f i think this is one of the first if not the first uh manager series f1 game and everyone that's played it goes i didn't think i'd like this but i actually really enjoyed this and i think it's because so much of the um so much of what makes a Formula One race interesting to watch is the strategy side of it, because the cars are all so evenly matched, broadly speaking. It's not entirely true, but, you know. So, I'm actually kind of curious about this one. I, I wouldn't have batted an eye normally, but it's just because so many other uh, particularly F1-interested groups have said, no, no, this game is actually very good, that... I'm interested. I'm interested and curious. So that, that's the only other one. You, you guys hit all the other ones that I wanted to talk about. So I guess that brings us to the end of the PC Gaming Show 2022 list. One more to go. We're almost free. Which and this one's a pretty short one, but it is probably the most hype one for me. On Definitely. To Capcom Showcase. Yeah, baby. To, to cap it all off, if you will. Um, all right, we're finishing the show now, guys. See you later. <laughs> Uh, starting with uh, yet more info revealed about Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Oh, oh man, I'm so fucking hype. It I'm just, so fucking hype. It just keeps giving me more and more to love. The, the things they like, showed were so fucking good. The DLC Monsanto. It could have just said Monsanto Sunbreak and I still would have came my pants. Like It's, it's out in <laughs> 13 days. There's a demo out right now. I start the new job very, very soon. And I'm just like, I'm so convinced that I'm just going to lose my job because I'm going to be spending too much time thinking or playing Monster Hunter. Like, oh, so keen. So the main thing that I want to talk about that we saw in this game, uh, shoot, let me just make sure we're on the right path here. Yeah, I don't remember if they said that Shogun Senator and Damio Hermitor were announced for Sunbreak or not. Um, I don't remember. But I don't they, think they so. They are now. <laughs> yeah, so they just kind of slipped that into the trailer, which means that now we can do giant crab battles. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, that's cool. I, I, yeah, D Damio Hermitor is like a staple of the Monster Hunter series, so glad that he's back. Shogun Senator isn't normally, but, um, you know, uh, awesome that, that uh, you know, they're also in there. Uh, saw a lot of uh, the, like, Astalos, um stuff and what looks like, uh, and uh, yeah. So a lot of the stuff, we have seen in various forms. Now, the one thing that we haven't, Gormagala, 
coming back. Hold on, hold on. Before yes. that, before that, um, I also saw a lot of people uh, excited for the confirmation that a speeder was coming. The uh, the Thorn Dragon. Yeah, the Thorn Dragon's pretty cool. Um, Dude, what's, what's the from, uh, from, uh, what was the electric one's name? Yeah, for, uh, that's what a lot of people were saying. It's from Frontiers, and it's like the first monster besides a different one that was being developed at the same time. But this is like the first uh, Frontiers uh, um, exclusive monster that's coming to a mainline game. And mm-hmm. it's got a lot of implications about the future of Frontier monsters, and people are yeah. excited for that. Yeah, yeah, very true. The, um, Thank you for pointing that out. The Lightning Wyvern, is that a new monster? Astalos, no. Uh, Astalos Astalos was uh, a flagship monster of Monster Hunter Cross, which when I think about when that game came out, it makes me a little bit sad because I feel like it only came out two years ago and I think it came out in 2015. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. I haven't played Monster Hunter Cross, but oh my god, that looks so fucking cool. What an awesome design. Astalos is a really cool fight. Now Um, you have my permission to go to the big boy. Uh, and Astalos and uh, Steve, we've seen uh, fighting in a couple trailers now. Yeah. I'm... Sorry, Steve is the community name for Seregios. Uh, for some reason, I've also now picked up that he is just called Steve now. Uh, just in case people are wondering why, why I'm talking about Steve. Um, yeah, Astalos versus Seregios uh, is always a uh, really cool fight. And um, Rathalos versus Seregios as well. But yeah, so the other, the other big one that they just slipped on in there, Gormagala coming to Sunbreak. God, this looks so cool. Gormagala looks so fucking good. And the way that they introduced Gormagala into the trailer, so fucking sick. Yeah. Oh, man. So Gormagala was the flagship flagship monster for Monster Hunter 4, which is now even older than Monster Hunter Cross. Uh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) What have I done with so much of my life? Um, Monster Hunter. Awesome design, though, man. Yeah, so Gormagala, not only awesome design, but if Gormagala is confirmed, which obviously it is because it's the trailer, it means that most likely Shigaru Magala is either also confirmed and they haven't shown, or will be on its way, uh, because the um, Gormagala is the immature slash baby form, Shigaru Magala is the uh, fully realized form, and if we're really lucky, and I don't know if they're going to do this or not, Monster Hunter 4 specifically, because it hasn't been back since, had chaotic Gormagala, because Gormagala sheds its skin into Shigaru Magala, and it's got a real sick cutscene when it does that, but sometimes it'll get stuck, and it becomes chaotic Gormagala, and it just it's just absolutely seething that it can't transform properly, and it's just angry all the time, and it's a real sick fight, and the weapon designs are a blend of Gormagala and Shigaru Magala. It's so cool, and I really, really hope that because we've seen Gormagala is confirmed, that we also get confirmation of Shigaru Magala and ideally Chaotic Gormagala as well. We also talk about how fucking awesome, despite only seeing a second of it, uh, Lucent Nagakuga uh, looks. Yeah, yeah I was going right. to get into that. Oh. They're, they're going to be updating the game well into 2023. They've already announced major updates coming August, fall, and winter, and they're I'm just so going to keep about going that. into next year. I'm so fucking torn because, like, on one hand, yeah, keep keep giving me updates. On the other hand, just give me another Monster Hunter World. <laughs> Please. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think... True. I think they're two different teams that'll be doing Monster Hunter World and updating Rise. Yep. So we have um, Lucent Nagakuga, which uh, there's technically uh, one or two other subspecies of Nagakuga, I think. Lucent Nagakuga is the main one that people know. Because uh, that's the one that causes bleed on um, on the the tail swipe, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Um, but the next update after that just says rare species and subspecies monsters, mm-hmm. uh, which you know 
it might be Shomagala. Yeah, exactly. It could be it could be uh, Shigar Gomagala or Shags McGags, as some people with a very Kiwi <laughs> accent have said. Shags um, McGags. <laughs> and then several monsters for the update in winter. Yeah, and then several monsters for the update in winter. So we got a lot. We got a lot of stuff coming. And the best part is, this is the part that I think is a little bit underappreciated. This isn't that. So they did the order specific here, right? They've introduced. They will introduce G rank with Sunbreak, and then we get the monsters. Yes. If we got the monsters and then and then Sunbreak slash G rank, it would mean that even though these monsters are really cool to fight, we have to do it all again when we get G rank. We're going to get G rank in in two weeks. That I think way, these will these be exclusively G rank. So I'm sure they probably will be. But I'm, what I'm saying is, this is basically just a, a, a conveyor belt of end game content. Gimme, give gimme. Give I am, I am here for it. Also, uh, because it's not in this trailer and wasn't mentioned in the article, um, they also they also confirmed that they're bringing in the jungle stage from Monster Hunter Two. I think it was they said. I think it was two. Yeah. Yeah. It was, the- a, it was an old Monster Hunter game. It looks it looks cool. Yeah, that jungle map looks really nice. Yeah, I haven't played Monster Hunter 2, so... But yeah, I think they said it was, like, a fan-favorite map as well, so... Uh, yeah, I I didn't remember... I don't remember reading that, but yeah, I know oh, that. Uh, it was, it, I didn't read it anywhere, but it was in the uh, the showcase that they did, like, the 13-minute showcase, whatever it was. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I know that map. Uh, <laughs> getting you know getting all of flashbacks that of fighting, <laughs> fighting Kongalala in there. Um, I believe the demo has you on that stage fighting the Astolos. Sweet. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It'll I'm, be, I'm it'll always be so great. excited for Monster Hunter, though. Mm. Yeah, just more um, Monster Hunter is always good. I'm also extremely excited for the next game, if we want to talk about the next game. Sure. Exoprimal? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is... Exoprimal looks so fucking cool, man. It's, it's like a mix of so many good things. It's a mix of Earth Defense Force and Dino Crisis and... A um, little bit of um, Left 4 Dead. Um, I, I know basically nothing about this game, but I really like that the thumbnail for the YouTube video just looks like a really high high resolution model of Anna from Overwatch. <laughs> All right, so let, let, let me sell this to you very quickly. Imagine you are in the future. And... <laughs> All right. That was easy. <laughs> Imagine you're in the future and there's an uh-huh. AI that's like, All right, so I'm going to basically push humans to their limit. And you're, you have a mech suit that has, like, mag guns and everything. And then they're like, the SAI is like, all right, I'm going to uh, give you a fuck ton of dinosaurs to fight with your weapons. Like, oh, hordes of dinosaurs. Yeah. 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 And then uh, then all of a sudden, these dinosaurs start getting, like, cybernetic upgrades and shit. <laughs> That's, like, so 10 in. out of 10. I'm so fucking in. It looks amazing. The Multiplayer-only game, probably the only downside. But still, ten out of ten. They also As showcased a fifteen. Mi- oh, you go uh, first. Both. At- Sorry, like is it PvP or PVE or both? Both. both. There's both modes the where time. like that they call like dinosaur defense, and then there's modes where you'll verse uh, other people in other mechs as like a pure PvP, and then there's uh, PVE versus PVE where you both do dinosaur defense at the same time, and the winner uh, you know sort of takes all kind of thing. So that's what I was really going cool. to get into. There's um a 15 minute gameplay demo that was also shown where it starts off with like the AI talking to you, uh, getting you ready for the mission. And then it's like you go through like five different objectives. And as you're going through them, you're going against another group of um, of um, people that are doing the same objectives on another on the other side of the map. And it's a competition of who can um, get through them faster. 
but um, it all comes to a culmination at the end where um, you're both trying to push payloads and uh, uh, you, you're directly interacting with each other. You can uh, kill each other um, uh, to try and stop the other team from pushing their payloads. So it just becomes a, um, a match of um, like Overwatch, but instead of like one's on defense and one's on offense, uh, you're both trying to push your uh, payload to the end and uh, stop the other team from doing theirs. Um, it also has, uh, like, the Left 4 Dead instance where, um, in the multiplayer for Left 4 Dead, you could, um, uh, turn into the monsters. Uh, so in this, someone just turns into a Triceratops and starts running Rampage on the other team. Nice. So fucking cool. So yeah, it's a mix of, like, um, you'll start off doing, um, PvE stuff where it's, like, you and your team going against just, um, all your, uh, missions trying to outdo the other team. Until it comes to a head at the very end where you are doing a PvP match to see who wins. Very cool. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks so incredible. Like, I'm, I'm as hyped for this as I am for Monster Hunter, which is saying something. Um, Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> Man, okay, so I'm just going to, I'm going to go through this the exact same way that Capcom did. Remember Dragon's Dogma? Crazy. See ya. All right, yeah. see ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can move on. <laughs> they brought out Itsuno to say that word for word. How do you bring out the producer of the game or the director of the game just to go, oh man, you remember this game I worked on 10 years ago? Man, that was crazy. All right, see you guys in a couple of days. Yeah. Basically just saying that there was a 10th anniversary. Wow, how crazy. Yeah, they, um, they confirmed that there's going to be a, um, a 10th anniversary event happening. In a few hours from now, actually. So, um, that'll be happening later. And people are, like, very coping hard that Dragon's Dogma 2 will be announced there. I, the, I think the only thing they've actually confirmed was, was that there was going to be a video showing off, like, highlights or something of the game or something. Highlights of the um, series. because Highlights of the series, yeah. yeah. Because there's, um, the game and then there's also the Netflix anime series, which is apparently really horrible. And there's, like, comic books or something, I think, as well. I think so. Um, so yeah, they're just gonna talk about that probably, and then announce nothing just to, just to fuck with people. Um, yes. All right. Do we move on? Yeah, we can move on. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil Eight had its uh, DLC announced, which looks absolutely incredible. Apparently, um, it's so just I'm- going off the ending of um, Resident Evil Eight as well. So this is just like a hard sequel DLC. It, it effectively is. Yeah, you play as a character who has their daughter taken in in Resident Evil, and then you play as the daughter in the DLC. Um, which is like very cool. Um, and she has like all these powers and whatnot. So I'm very hyped for that. They showed off another DLC, uh, that is just a third person's mode for Resident Evil 8. And the DLC is going to be, um, the, 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 I think it's called Rose's Winter, something like that. Something, uh, Shadow of Rose. Shadow of Rose. Um, Rose is her name. Um, so you will play as Rose. That's entirely in third person. And then the other thing they showed off, uh, I don't remember exactly if it was, DLC for this or for something called the Mercenaries. I don't know what that is. Mercenaries is another mode in Resident Evil 8 where it's kind of, yeah, it's like a wave survival sort of thing. Yeah, and you can play as as the the big mummy from uh, Resident Evil Eight. So people are keen. Hold on, hold on. You can you uh, they in order of announcement because it's uh, it's important to show their priorities. They showed Chris as the opener, then they showed Heisenberg as the middle son, and then the main events. You can play as Lady Dimitres. 
yes. and just chokes and they, they're showed off how yeah they're like oh you can play as like all eight foot of her as well like they know they're an audience <laughs> they do <laughs> they also added a third person mode to resident evil 8 which is something that people that. wanted but they weren't expecting like um, uh, people prefer third person Resident Evil than first person. This is actually such a big deal that is convincing Trinity to go and actually finally play this game because she didn't like the first person games. Yeah, no, honestly, yeah. Yeah, it's- Big agree. A, a lot of people are very happy with this and yeah, I'm glad that Capcom's doing it as well. I'll probably end up playing it in both ways uh, when I end up playing this game. I do like that, um, that they, they were so convinced by this that that DLC for Rose is entirely in third person and there is no first person option. Yeah, that so, too. Um, the other thing they showed off, uh, well, actually, there's two other things that they showed off. Uh, Resident Evil 4 remake uh, gameplay trailer. Very, teaser, very rather. small sneak peek. Was very, just, very small. It was just uh, Leon walking to the city at the very beginning of the game. But um, it's enough to show. Everyone like, I've seen has been like, look at his hair. He's still hot. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's a lot of people who are very disappointed because they just want to see um, uh, Leon suplex some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, and then the other thing they showed off was that Resident Evil Biohazard, which is basically the, the reimagining of the series after that's six. seven. Um, it, yeah, it's seven. Um, uh, Resident Evil two and Resident Evil three, uh, the the remakes are all getting uh, current gen updates that will be free. Fun fact so. about this: um, re- the Resident Evil two and three were so broken on Steam that they've actually rolled back a a version so that people can download the um the older version of the game because. All the minimum specs went up a huge degree. It broke every single mod for these games, and it just broke the game for a lot of people. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, so like there's a last gen version available now and a next gen version available for people to download on PC. I didn't even realize that that was a thing. That's uh, that's rough. Yeah. So it, it's a good thing they rolled that back and let people download the version they want to download. But um, um, yeah, uh, what's being added to these games is 4K support up to 120 frames per second and ray tracing. And these updates came out the same day. So it's ha- it, they came out all on PS5, the Xbox Series consoles and PC. Um, yep. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's it for the Capcom showcase. It was a small but very good showcase. Very action-packed. And that's the last of our list too. The, the last so, thing Steam. on the news docket Steam. I want to mention... Up you go, you go, Patrick. Before you get to that, Steam, Steam, Steam just hit me with a hey, uh, you know, you need to update whatever. So I went, okay, fine, I'll just restart Steam. So restarted Steam, and you know how it just comes up with that, like, hey, here's some stuff that we think you'll like. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Cult of the Lamb available to pre-purchase now. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It knows. Damn it, Google. Um. Oh, also, uh, uh, anyone listening, Arc One is uh, uh is free so long as you add it to your steam account before the 20th of june huh so that includes youtube now and i don't know if this is going to get out before the 20th of june but to the people in the future <laughs> we hope you got time it. and yeah we'll add, throw add, something add, on the socials uh, for it so that everyone's aware arc arc 100 off uh, obviously done because of the arc 2 stuff that was announced but yeah no just wanted to quickly drop that in there because steam updated and you know here we are anyway what are you saying sir uh yes yeah, so earlier i mentioned that the dragon's dogma stream is happening in a couple of hours um at the same time there's also going earlier, to be a farm fancy like 7 <laughs> there's going to be a farm fancy yeah. 7 stream 
exact same time as that. Both are going the exact same amount of time, 10 minutes each. I just wanted to mention how fucking insane that is. And uh, Twitter is broken up into people that are very excited for Dragon's Dogma 2 and people that are excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2. And uh, either one group's going to be happy, both groups are going to be disappointed, or uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. Imagine not watching both streams side by side with audio so that you can, like, just, you know, decipher them in one ear each. Like, right, come on. <laughs> that, that is an insane thing to do, and I was almost thinking of doing it. <laughs> I, uh, I just want to say as well very quickly before we jump off that I restarted my Steam for the meme to see what would show up, and not only did I get um, Chivalry 2, which I spoke about, um, Cult of the Lamb, Ark, uh, and uh, Monsanto popped up <laughs> so nice. quite a few <laughs> okay i guess we can wrap it up that's what we like to see uh i realize how long we've been talking for so uh i'm going to override the audience question for this week uh and come up with my own one. Oh no he's going off script what's he gonna do um audience question for this week is going to be changed to of all of the lists of games that we've gone through the past 90 minutes of news good god which one are we most excited for Capcom. Wait, the list? I, I, don't, I don't think that was an answer, Seth. Which, which game? Oh, not, game. Not I thought you meant like yeah. the list that we went through, which was oh. our favorite. Yeah, okay. Well, obviously that would be Capcom then. Yeah, fine. The answer's uh, still Monster Hunter. Like- <laughs> yeah, probably Monster Hunter. Yeah, Monster Hunter as well. Okay, so to make it slightly better then, second, second hypest. Exoprimal? Yeah, Exoprimal too. <laughs> Shit, okay, fine. Exoprimal as well. Uh, third, third hypest. Uh, shit, now I've actually got to uh, open up all Forza those- Motorsport. I've actually got to open up, uh, all those lists again to track oh, something it. down. <laughs> Don't be that hype then. Nah, For- Forza Motorsport for me. Probably Street Cult Fighter 6, actually. Hey, there we go. We finally got some difference. You- Cult of the Lamb over Horizon 5's DLC. I think it's- well, basically yes. Uh, and that's because, as excited as I am for Hot Wheels, I have played something like Hot Wheels before. I instantly became attached to Cult of the Lamb uh, just off of the trailer. Oh, oh, so- I'm changing my answer. <laughs> um, Silk Song. Ooh. Nah, I still got to take Forza. Nah, I think, I think yeah, I, I think in terms of, like, gut response, I was more excited by the trailer for Cult of the Lamb than the trailer for, for um, Horizon Hot Wheels. Crazy. Anyway, uh, that does bring us to the end of the news section for this week. Uh, and basically to the end of episode 28. Uh, finally got there. Sorry for the long news section. Everyone dropped their game lists all at once. Uh, if you're fine. listening to this, write in and tell us what you're most looking forward to. <laughs> True. Then we, then we know what we can talk about on the podcast to make you interested. <laughs> I, will give, I, will, I will give a special shout out to anyone that's, uh, that gives us an email that says Farm Fantasy 16. <laughs> if, you've, if you've made it this far. <laughs> Drop a comment that's really cryptic, and other people go, man, there must be something that they talk about that uh, must be towards the end of the giant show that they had. Uh, I'll have to listen to all of it and see. Um, yeah, you know, if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple, feel free to give us a, a, a feedback, review, comment, something or other. It helps other people find us and helps us out a bunch. Uh, feel free to uh, you know, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, both at Fast Travel Lounge, although on Twitter it's minus one of the L's. Um, we didn't really do the audience question from the audience. The audience question was from Patrick. Sorry about that. But if you 
or someone you know has a question that you'd like us to answer, feel free to write in uh, fasttravelounge at gmail.com uh, or, you know, as I say, on Facebook or on Twitter. I uh, think I've covered everything. Anything crazy happening between now and next week? Uh, I intend to watch some stuff, play some stuff, so I guess we'll see what happens. Anything from you two? I got a lot of uh, demos to try. Yeah, I've got, I'll probably play a few of those demos and play a few of those games that are on Game Pass, so yeah, we'll see. I um, cool. just want to add on to that as well, that if you want my apparently terrible take on whatever your topic is, then uh, drop the topic and I'll give you my take. <laughs> Don't do it, it's a trap. <laughs> I think um, it'd be funny. We, 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 we uh, dropped a topic of let's do a podcast as a joke and now here we are 28 episodes <laughs> later. Tell me about it. Also, <laughs> Stephen will be back next week, so look forward to that, guys. I know I'm or, not. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're listening to this, mate. <laughs> let, let us know. Um, but yeah, that does bring us to the end of episode 28. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Josh and Seth. And uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Au revoir. Josh is hiding that his favorite game there was Angerfoot. God damn it. <laughs>